This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners, and welcome to episode 113 of the Radio Free Istvan podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I've got my co-host, Derek. Here, go say what's going on, Derek. Hello, everybody. We also have my co-host, Ryan. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. Uh, probably be podcasting a lot more, and we'll have to open up like three more Patreon accounts because apparently my place of business is burning down, <laughs> and so I may not have a job. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. And the fact you live this, like this, 35 feet away from that place of business is probably not going to be safe at all. Yeah, but. my livelihood is going up in smoke as we're speaking and doing this podcast, so my emotions are running extremely high right now. If if Ryan's uh, if Ryan's audio spikes all of a sudden, we'll definitely leave it in the podcast. But there's a possibility uh, that he would have uh, caught on fire in a burning explosion of a gas plant going. Hamilton, the Terminator, <laughs> hanging onto the fence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his headphone on. Yeah, <laughs> the waves of fire somewhere. Games Workshop's like, yeah. Yes, it worked. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be sitting there just holding on to the fence, just going ah, ah ah and then all of a sudden he's gonna say fire oh oh damn it, what's that fucking unit called? <laughs> that tra- destroyer suck pulls and then turn to dust. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and we also have powerful nah, Scott. Games were shot. Games <laughs> Time to do some knife flying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what's going on, fellas? And uh, we, we are serious. Ryan is in danger right now as we record, and he's like Ron Swanson, just refuses to <laughs> identify the type of danger he's in. But it's okay. I feel like that's a manly thing to do. Why am I in danger? No, no. Big gas plant exploding doesn't seem like a. I guess you're plenty of miles away from it. I felt like it was a lot closer than. I'm a four minute. I'm a. I'm a four minute. I'm a four minute drive away, so I don't know how far four minutes is. I don't know the distance in miles or whatever, but I'm four minutes away. Four, that should be good enough. Four minutes at thirty miles an hour puts you two miles away from it. Assuming you were driving straight there and straight back. Oh yeah, like if the roads are like curving around, going up. Also, also it's down in a valley, and I'm up on top of a hill, so. That would surely offer afford some protection, right? Yeah. If I learned anything from Star Wars, the high ground is where you want to be. <laughs> so anyway. All right, you listeners. We have a really good episode for you today. It's going to be a pretty classic episode. We're going to go over our hobby progress. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Gen Con and all the fun things we did in Gen Con when I went to go visit uh, Powerful Ryan. And then Ryan and myself went and kidnapped Scott and his busted-ass leg. And after that, we're going to answer some questions. Oh, we're going to go over some voicemails and some stories that we got. And then we're going to go over you got your guys' questions. Yeah. Rock and roll. So since the last before, time... Before we, get, before we get started, I want to point out, I do that other uh, podcast, my Dark Age podcast, and we recorded it last night. 
Mm-hmm. And up to this point, we've been mostly professional. Like, the way that we behave on here is not bled over. Fair. And um, I don't know what happened last night. My two co-hosts got maybe a little drunk or whatever. And this show fully infected that show. And pretty sure we're going to lose about three of our listeners. Because <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I don't think the Dark Age community is... Um, they're not as... Uh, inoculated as they are to us on this show and they got a little crazy <laughs> so. i don't believe in nightfly this is what you're <laughs> telling me what'd you say what like what did you the no fly zone as it were <laughs> did you drop a racial slur what happened like, what, like you're scared no, of you. i don't know <laughs> it's it would probably be it would probably be fairly tame on here but uh in that community so. Did you say the Anything. T word? Did you say the T word? What's the T word? <laughs> Tits. What? <laughs> 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 did say tits. Did somebody make I, a lima we, joke? We, we named a town. Uh, fuck your fuck your cousin Arkansas. Well, that was brought up. Um, we yeah, discussed AIDS for a little bit oh and AIDS God. outbreaks. Um, there was some crazy shit talked about on there. What? I don't know how. We- what does your mother-in-law call it? For for call dirty, dirty talking, bad words. Oh, no black garden. It's not my mother-in-law. That was my great grandmother said no black garden. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> black garden is what she calls it. Black gardening. Yeah, no black garden in here. If you would cuss. Okay, Shane, you know what to do. So anyway, speaking of Shane and his ability to make wild ass shirts on the whim of like at the drop of a hat uh shane made us all time for some night flying shirts that were we got just in time for gen con (laughs) so thank you shane thank you for your witty shirts and always keeping it fresh on this show (laughs) for our inside jokes and inside listeners you're doing god's work doing god's work so anyway what have y'all been doing since last time we talked besides you know ditching about 50% of your subscribers on another on another podcast. Yeah. Well, we all went to Gen Con together. We sure did. Because we recorded on a Friday night. But me and you had only went, but we only went for a couple hours. Scott hadn't been yet. So right. we all three went to Gen Con together on Saturday, hung out all day Saturday. And then I, you stayed and played in your dust event while I took Scott back to Kentucky and then came back. And then when I came back, I hung out with the Dutch dude and uh, we talked sports for a long time and dust and shit. And then I talked him into going and trying White Castle. So there's some Dutch person that got his first White Castle experience courtesy of me. I got my second White Castle experience courtesy of you and it was as good. Except for Ryan pulling out all the pickles and dumping all the pickles into a giant pile of death pickles. That was sad. Other than that, everything was good. I didn't realize Ryan didn't like yeah. pickles. Yep, I, I don't like pickles. What's crazy is they do one pickle per little baby burger, which is truly all you need. But White Castle was amazing. Have you had a White Castle, Derek? Yeah, I had it on the way back from Adepticon. Was it great? It was. It lived up to the hype. It really did. I'm glad. Okay, good. Because uh, I've had people. You that guys, are... you you know you have you know you have crystals in Texas. We talked about this on our show, on our uh, Dark Age show. 
So there's a place called Crystals in Texas that's basically knockoff White Castle. I've never seen a Crystals. The fact that I've never heard of a Crystals probably is the reason why I don't haven't gone to a Crystals. Yeah, we're we're deep in Whataburger country. Yeah, this is as well, deep in a Whataburger country it, as you get. Look it up. Look it up. There's a place called Crystals, and it's supposedly it's basically just knockoff White Castle. And I you guys, ha- and you guys, yeah, and you guys have them in Texas. If you like White Castle, supposedly you'll like Crystals. I bet you Corpus has a Crystals. Punching it up. It's okay, Derek. You got the app up. You got the location yeah. finder. Dude, it's it's working. It's trying. Just let Crystals it, have your location for a little bit. And uh, it says the nearest one is in the deep in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> That's a good start. Just, just starting out right in the middle. I guess wow. the nearest one. It's where that wow. Malaysian airline went down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got it relocated to Texas. Oh yeah, this is a good. This is good quality podcast, this, boys. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is fantastic radio. Uh, <laughs> Us, listen, look it up where our nearest Crystal's location is in Texas. You know what? This map's not working. I'm going to Google. And either way, so. Uh, We'll look that up. But, yeah, I guess I, it, if I find one in Texas and if it's less than two hours away, I will promise that I will go to it. Uh, and I will let you guys know if it is good as White Castle. I, I'm telling you, man, like White Castle, like I legitimately look forward to going to go eat there ever since we went there last time. So. Pretty good. Not bad. And we got to eat it late at night. It was like, what, one in the morning when we ate it? Uh, when I was, uh, I was two, it was two in the morning. Yeah. It's perfect spot. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I was basically shitting on the plane on the way home. All those like dirty, greasy onion farts. And yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I was worried somebody was going to smell it cause they were horrible. But other than that, everything was fine. Don't, don't fly on a plane six hours after, after that happens. But it could have been all those nachos I ate at Gen Con too, though. There's a lot of things that could have contributed to that. Yeah. So. So what do you want to do? You want to do hobby progress and then do some Gen Con talk? Yeah, let's talk about hobby progress. What have you been working on, man? Talking to me? Yeah, whoever wants to start hobby progress. I did a bunch of BattleTech terrain. I also went through all my trees. Like, I have trees that I made just from, like, the Woodland Scenics kits, and I made them, fuck, they're probably easily 12 years old. Okay. And then I, I made a batch, like, 12 years ago, and then I made about, about another batch that was just as big about six years ago, and then just from all these savages that are friends of mine fucking playing on them, and then all the traveling they did last year, they got pretty beat up. So I went back through and tried to fix them all, glue foliage on where they didn't look like we're in a blast zone for an atomic weapon. It's fair. So I wanted to get all that done so they look nice for Heresy Camp. Um, I've been kind of getting prepared for this MKA, or sorry, whatever you want to call it, Matt Cain painting class. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so getting geared up for that. I got to meet with the rental people. Um, here this coming week and turn in my insurance paperwork to show them that I got $2 million of liability insurance. This is what you have to have to rent this building, which is asinine. 
I don't know what somebody can do to themselves that cost me two million dollars, but whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess we could speculate though, right? <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we got some videos. Try to eat your air happened. conditioner or something. Good lord! So, like if somebody were to get caught in some industrial equipment. Yeah, and they were full of yeah. uh, like if okay, so that video we just watched of that guy that was caught in the carpet carpet roller, if he was yeah. going at a fast enough RPM to where and he had a vest full of ball bearings that were flinging out hurting other people, I think that's probably or just bone fragments from his legs. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I think people would try and help him. They try and stop him and then they would also get caught up in the carpet roller. <laughs> So you have this giant catamari of people just <laughs> <laughs> rolling out of the warehouse. And then that ball <laughs> that originated in the warehouse catamaris into downtown Indianapolis and then starts like just slowly like a snowball and <laughs> just accumulating mass as it's rolling. Kill yeah, you get to two million real quick at that point. Yeah, that's so So they're worried about catamari balls. Get it. So the the building, so the, I don't does building uh, building my gaming barn does like updates on that count as hobby progress? Yeah, of course. I got a big update on that. Big update. Let's there are stakes in the ground, fellas. Look how happy Ryan's face is. I've never seen his eyebrows do that before. Breaking the ground, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get to drive the first stake? I actually did help measure i did help measure and drive the stakes i knew you would so that's 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 the manliest thing i can think of that you would do and i feel like you will have a ribbing cutting ceremony and everything i just picture like the concept um, you're going to do is like not here son this is my property <laughs> <clears throat> i'm not gonna get sloppy so, seconds on my own property <laughs> so it's it's going down it's going down ever all the money's fully approved the builder came out me and him measured it off. Uh, we drove some stakes to get a rough idea. The dirt work guy has to come down to see if he wants to roughly reposition it, you know, to for for when you dig down to put the foundation in and where the fill's going to go. Like, just so we put the stakes in, like, roughly where I want it. He'll come and adjust it kind of maybe where he wants it, and then we got to call an actual engineer survey, whatever, a guy you have to come out and pay to make sure that we're good of all easements and all that shit and then square everything up and officially put it down. That's awesome. What's the completion timeline you're looking at? Well, if everything goes well, um, it could be done as soon as the middle of September. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That is not the amount. I was thinking like January. Nope. It'll be done by the end of September, probably well, for sure. I waited long enough on this. <laughs> Pitter patter, <laughs> Pitter patter. Let's get at her. More hands make so, work, boys. So the what I'm hoping in my head, the goal in my head is to have it done by the time. Basically, when I'm when I leave for Heresy Camp, they'll be wrapping it up, and when I come back, it's done. And when I unpack all my terrain for Heresy Camp, I pack it straight into its new home instead of. Back into my basement where I have to move it again in a week. That'd be pretty boss. <laughs> that would be very boss. Wow. So that's kind of the timeline. So basically when I get back from heresy camp, it should be done. 
And this is just going to be full-fledged gaming room hall barn. Yep, 36 by 48 of just nothing but gaming square footage. Mm, it's going to be hot. It's going to be the hottest thing since uh, since that scene from Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, I let's, got, let's reference I got, that at least one more time before this podcast is over. I got, 20, I got 24 tables ready to slam down in it so we can have a 48-person event if we wanted to. We could go bigger than that if we wanted to do teams, obviously. That's wild. Ryan's never been the guy to fuck around, and <laughs> this is just one of those instances where he's going to have the game barn. Do you have a name for it yet? Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just have a naming contest. If y'all want to <laughs> just go ahead and listen to this podcast and send us in names of what you think the Kimmel Barn should be called. And don't worry. Nothing too vulgar won't make it on the show. So, I can't wait to see. I'm so excited <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> because we're going to get so much crazy names coming in. Uh, so, anyway, Scott, what you been working on? Me? Uh, with Gen Con, you guys. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, I went and hung out in Lexington at the Kentucky Campaign Day that uh, our friend Keith at Kentucky 30K ran. And that was a lot of fun. Um, my brother recently just got back into 30K, and he played his first game in a while and had a good time. Um, just wanted to thank Keith for all the hard work he's put in on the Facebook group and all that good stuff. Um, gave out some templates, things like that, and, and uh, decals, like little decals you can put on your models, kind of like what uh, David Sampson did with Music City Heresy. So it was good to hang out. I couldn't stay too long because uh, my lady got sick and I was on kid washing duty. So it's kind of how that evening went. But I had a good time. Um, other than that, that same brother picked up a couple of copies of that very, very expensive Titanicus box. Oh, my God. And I'm going to take one of those off of his hands and paint up some fucking Tiger Eyes and some House Macabius. They used to have a like a House Macabius um, Night Army once upon a time, like a big big boy version and i never played it so this way i can kind of resurrect that and play it you know in fucking in real time and then uh i have i have some uh fallout hobbies like vinyl stencils for flames kicking around they're going to use on those legio furian titans because their their flames are like very clear cut and neat stuff they're not like ghost flames over a over a background like that legio audax Pattern did recently, so I'm gonna make sure I use those. Hopefully, they turn out okay. Do some research on how to paint some some good yellows. I have a I have a pretty decent idea of how how to paint yellow, but we'll we'll see how it turns out. Um, so excited to do that with him. Other than that, I've been working on battle stuff and things like that. It's like the first time I've really branched out from another game outside of 30k in a pretty long time, so. Pretty excited. I painted up a lot of terrain and stuff. I between BattleTech, 30K, and Titanicus, I have enough terrain for everything to play here at my house because I have those pre-painted rocks from uh, GameMath.eu. So he um, just needs friends now. It just needs his friends. That's right. So <laughs> it's like just add water. Just add friends. friends. 
<laughs> just sitting down here. Boy, it's going to be great when people start to like me. <laughs> hey, we came down. Of, we... Take another huff of the gas can I'm holding my hands. And fucking... We came down and played with you. Yeah, so hopefully I can rope those fuckers into coming down again next weekend. Um, I got one more weekend left before I start school. And I, I mean, that's not too time intensive. You know, will be during the work week so but other than that man things are going good big point as far as 30k goes i have a set of those um i think it's dark soul is the name of the company that makes them in russia but they make the posable like stubby night lights yeah yeah i have that on the way uh for this uh free blade night i'm gonna do who's like like you know, fucking selling himself out to my rock. So, as soon as that gets here, I model that boy up and go from there. I'll be honest, man. Those are worse than assembling Warhound feet. So, just get ready. Right. <laughs> Have your accelerator ready because it's it's toe, then it's like, okay, if, it, if you were looking at the way a toe is, it would be, uh, was it carpal or metatarsals? Metatarsals? Tarsals, metatarsals. Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, like, it's like, like the first knuckle of the toe, then the, then the portion of the foot, the toe that connects to the foot, is like has like two or three millimeters of throw inside of it, so it can be angled like both ways, up or down, where it's how it's connected to the foot. It's they're super fucking posable, but they're so posable that it's like. Oh my god! I gotta determine where this toe is like angled at now. So just get ready. You said toe and knuckle in the same <laughs> sentence, and all I can think about is camel toes and beast knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> or the letter right. Kenny argument, yes. argument about how many knuckles. There ain't no such thing as a six knuckler. If there was, I'd know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you forgot about the little knuckles under the fingernail. <laughs> That's not a knuckle because you don't punch people like this. You can't punch somebody with it. You can't punch anybody with that knuckle. <laughs> what a dumb conversation. <laughs> anyway, well, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you got those. I'm glad you probably had to do some like some dark web shit to get them, but glad you, glad you got them on the way. Yeah. Well, I want to know you made my day, Scott, uh, messing about when you opened the Battletech tech manual and <laughs> tried to read it. I just got mad. I just fucking, <laughs> I just got real upset. I was like, "This is fucking bullshit." <laughs> it is literally the BattleTech tech manual is like literally like an algebra two um, textbook. Uh, oh, it's unbelievable! Dude. I know, I know. It like literally when I look at BattleTech shit because I'm trying to figure my stuff out, like how I'm supposed to do it. It looks like somebody took a handful of letters and threw it at a piece of paper. <laughs> it's like, all right, figure it out. You're like, oh, I don't know what a CWWA is. Like, I don't. What the fuck is like? Oh, it's got fifty nah, of them. So, <laughs> so what? What the, the what the tech manual is? All that it is is the construction rules that they use to make everything in the game, oh. which is cool. So it's like because everything's math based, so you don't really need it. It's just if you want to create your own shit. Like if you want to make a backhoe in BattleTech, you can. There's rules to make it, but it involves all these math equations to get the battle value of it. And Scott, I don't know how he ended up there or why he ended up there, but he did. And then he got mad at us because, <laughs> and we're like, we didn't send you there, bro. You've 
You ventured there yourself, and you don't even like, eat that shit. What is this? What, <laughs> why does this exist? <laughs> Some math teacher somewhere is like, told you. Told you you were going to need it. <laughs> you play Battletech? You think you're just going to play Battletech without Geometry 4? You're just going to have fun with your friends? Huh? Yes, <laughs> I... You only need that if you, like, want to build, I don't know, like, if you want to build a, like, the guy who took the farm tractor and made it into a tank and then drove through all the buildings in the town, you could build that in Battletech and get a points value on it. I'm good. I'm all set. I fucking have been, (laughs) dude, I looked at that thing, (laughs) and it was like, Ray. It was like Raiders of the Lost Ark. All the skin started melting <laughs> off my face. It's <laughs> oh. pretty funny. We, me and Chris Duncan got a cat. Man, dude, now I want to build a killdozer for fucking for Battletech. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's coming. We do no damage. What you say right now, you wait. <laughs> you just wait, sir. You ignored it the whole game, and it's finally here. <laughs> I just like the mental image of Scott looking at it just like, what in the fuck? Nah, but what what that shit's really for? Like, if is if you were playing a campaign, and uh, you wanted to build something that wasn't necessarily in the core rules, like for a militia army, or like even if you want to just build supply trucks for a convoy or something, it's to get a a battle value, like a points value for it. I was losing my mind over it because I just started reading the basic rule book, which isn't any more complicated than any other like or game, game but. Yeah, there was like faint murmurings. I remembered of like people saying something about a force, like a multiplier. You have to multiply the units, like that you buy for their like base points cost based off what their pilot is capable of. And I was like, I wonder what that means. And I looked in the rule book. I was like, Well, nothing's in here about that. And then they start mentioning like manuals and stuff. And I, I fucking looked in there. I was like, Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just got mad and then he called me on the phone and he's like do mad. i even need this fucking thing i'm like you're telling me down you Tell made me, me read this down. with my own eyes i was like i was like no you don't need that like the you need this one table out of it for the for your pilot skill that's it you need one table out of it <laughs> Can't go any farther, right? I can't. Like, Are they making fun of me? Are they making fun of me? <laughs> Is this a joke? Uh, that's so fucking great. Yeah, no, it's uh, Battletech ain't no joke, dude. Battletech ain't no joke. If, unless you have somebody that's like that's sitting next to you, it's like. So this is what you need. Like trying to learn it by yourself. Like there's no YouTube channel where some guys like, here's the shit. Like <laughs> this is what you need. Like they're like. It's just people just assume oh, you know how to play speaking Battletech. Of, speak, speaking of that, I want to shoot that video, but I need your help to do it. I want to sit down and shoot a video where... You know how people do those YouTube videos where you're looking at their desktop on their computer? Maca does it all the time yes. on the Outer Circle. Yes, I do. I want, I want to do that and show people how to start Battletech and what resources you need. I don't want to do a Battletech podcast, but I want to do like a three-hour recording to help new people... like to pierce the obfuscation of how you get fucking started, how you look up units, explain the unit master list, all that shit. Because it, as long as you got somebody to do that to get you started, it's easy after that. But the problem is there's so much shit. Like it's been around for so long and there's so many expansions, so many fucking books, so much shit that it's like if for a new player coming in, they're just going to get fed up and not like get anywhere. 
Yeah, I'm still trying to make my bear aids list, and I'm like, ah, god damn it, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to even be looking for here. So. <laughs> so, but anyway. Uh, so Derek, man, what have you been working on, buddy? I uh, built a fire raptor. Got I see that, together. dude. I don't know if I just got lucky with the kit or if I've just been like overhyping how difficult it was going to be just because everybody was, you know, making it sound like it was going to be the worst thing ever. But, uh, I mean, the worst part about it was I just have some, uh, some pretty bad gaps, but nothing I can't really handle. Like I've got some, uh, milliput that I threw in there to get it filled up, try to get everything squared up around the back so that most of my gaps end up on the front. So anything too, too bad, I can try to cover up with like weathering stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really, not sure what was supposed to be so hard about it. Like the turrets, turrets are fine. They pop in, they pop out. Didn't need to magnetize them or anything. I did magnetize the wings though. That's, I think probably one of the most useful things I could have done. Look at that. Look at those magnetized wings. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Those are some big ass magnets. Yeah, I think they're, uh, was it? Looks like eight millimeter. Somewhere around there. It's a little bigger than a quarter inch. Katoosh. You hear that 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 Cadillac style thud? That Cadillac door thud? That right there? You hear that? That's Derek's wings going back on his fire raptor. Yep. Figured I can either magnetize them or I can fix them when they break, so yeah, fuck it. Uh but yeah, just trying to fill up some gaps and it'll be good to go. Then slap some paint on it. Kinda converted up the pilot. Tried to uh I like dremeled off his like rounded knee pads and made him some Mark IV looking knee pads. Oh my god! Heavens, <laughs> heavens to Betsy! <laughs> yeah, happy you. Oh god! <laughs> and I almost, I almost fucking dropped it. Wow, you definitely did dremel his knee pads down to Mark IV knee pads. I don't even know what to say to be honest with you. That's a. I was waiting for a mill putt to dry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. you sure that's Derek? Ask him a question only Derek would know. <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> uh, hmm. What's the website we used to look at in Miss Elliot's <laughs> Miss Elliot's class? Uh, there's a few of them. I'm not sure if I can mention them on this podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> fucking cool me you're not. That's yes, yes we did. I just feel shitty about our painting. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Man, we used to. Jam some cool meteor not and Bella Souls and everything. Dude, I was just surprised how much of that stuff was still around. Like cool meteor not's like cranking out games, uh, Cyborg or Skibor. He's putting out model kits and stuff like that. I'm actually surprised how little work we got done in that class. Honestly, yeah. Dude, I th- I feel like we were like player hating on that dude a little bit because like he just he just made a mold with like dental stuff. He's just pushing stuff in there and just pushing it out for like a whole bunch of money. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? For real, for real. <laughs> Like, just straight-up player-hating. Anyway. Yeah, your shit looks good, Derek. Let's gonna go for your Night Lords. Hell yeah. Like it. I like it. You've, you've been working a lot, buddy? I have been working. Work's been, like, kicking my ass lately. Gotcha. Still have uh, 10 more Assault Marines to go, and that puts me at an even 3,000 points where we're squaring off the Escalation League. Squaring her off. Trying to have this uh, painted up for the... The like last little bit we're gonna do here later this month. The final battle. 
It's gonna be a big one. Absolutely. So. so yeah, I'm excited. Got some Night Raptor bits to mix in with my Assault Marines. I was gonna go with just regular Night Raptor models, but then I found out they're all like monoposed and they got like the dancing legs. I guess I don't know. What's yeah, going on with Kevin Bacon <laughs> legs. So yeah, I was just gonna use those models, but instead, <laughs> for real. So I guess I'm just gonna, I guess splice some of the bits in with some of the plastic Chaos Raptors I've been using with some other Mark IV assorted pieces. Fantastic, man. That's dope. Hoping they look good. I'm sure they will. I've been working on uh, finalizing all of the swag bag stuff for Horse Heresy Camp, so I've been doing a lot of Photoshop here uh, pretty recently. I'm pretty happy with the uh, the badges we're going to have. Uh, Blue Cherry Fairy on Facebook. Go give her a like and go give her a look. Uh, she's making all of the Velcro badges for Heresy Camp for the events that you attend. Uh, she also makes bags, like dice bags, custom dice bags. She makes custom dice rolling trays. She does a whole bunch of stuff. And she's extremely, extremely easy to work with. Like when I say she's extremely easy to work with, like you just tell her what you want. She'll get it done. She just waits for the design. Her and her husband work on it together. They're awesome. Nice. Uh, I think I mentioned it on... Uh, Oh no, I, I haven't mentioned it before. She she made dice rolling trays for me. Uh they're over there somewhere. Yeah, they're right there on the on the table. It's fine. You don't have to show them off, but I did an unboxing for them. It's right there, you see the allies kit? Yeah, underneath the H the H six, yeah. So she makes these little dice rolling trays, she makes them out of leather, and she embroiders them and all this jazz. She's super awesome, super easy to work with. Uh, then I worked with uh, Grayed Out Legion, or not Grayed Out Legion, uh, Grayed Out Productions, the dice bag company, uh, that Michael, and he's making all the dice bags for Horse Heresy Camp, so we worked with him to create the how we wanted that to look, so that was pretty exciting this week. Um, early on in the week, I tried to paint some Battletech models that I'm not happy about. I... <laughs> I was supposed to show you all those, but I'm still pretty embarrassed of them. Uh, Not so easy, is it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I don't. It seems like it'd be pretty straightforward and pretty straight easy. Like when I jumped into all the dust stuff, like I was like, "Eh, this isn't gonna be nothing. Just paint it up, paint it how I like, and all that jazz." And I like had a pretty good idea of how I wanted to paint up some clan ghost bear stuff, and then it was like, "Nah, dog. Like that's not gonna look how you want it to." I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't painted the metal yet. Maybe it's because I just painted the blue and black and the stars. But it's just not. It didn't come out the way I wanted. So is it just like the scale difference, or no? It's. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I was. The scale's scared. weird. I I found it weird to paint in the smaller scale. It, yeah. It's different. Fuck, yeah. It's different techniques. Like I look at that shit and I think to myself, "Oh, that's gonna be easy. That's gonna be easy to work with." And you're like, "Oh no, it's not." No, high contrast airbrushing does not fucking transfer quite as well to like six millimeter models. That's exactly. I don't know. I think that like Titanicus stuff is ten mil, and that's probably the cutoff. That's probably the cutoff for like wanting to work in zenithal highlights with an airbrush because I fucking I'm not so sure it's gonna work. I did it. I did it with Chris's Davion Heavy Guard, the ones that he keeps making me paint fucking stripes on. The bastard. Yeah. bastard. He brings over 
so he wanted to do this unit, and I'm like, oh, I'll do the stripes for you, just trying to be nice. And I have to paint these fucking pinstripes on these models. And it's a red, it's a bright red and a bright white pinstripe that are side by side that go all the way down a 3D surface of a bright blue mech that you can't fuck up because it's airbrushed. And then at some point, there's another set of lines that intersect it at a right angle that go around the leg. <laughs> oh, boy. And it's fucking hard. And I'm like, I did them, and they looked good, and I was proud of them. And he had, like, a bunch of them. I did, like, 18 of them or something. The motherfucker keeps adding to the army. And then he's like, oh, you got to do these stripes. I painted more. I'm like, fuck you. Quit adding to it. I already did it. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, well, they're going to match. So he's like, oh, just do three, just do three. But then he brings three every week. Oh, just do three every week. Fucker. Smart guy. He's, he's yeah, how getting his commission painting done on the cheap. <laughs> AKA free. <laughs> no, dude, I think uh, I think normally if I were to, like, okay, let's say that these were 28 millimeter or, you know, 30 millimeter. I think the way I would paint them is I would uh, panel highlight, you know, just like blast all the panels and then paint them. But because it's so small, I don't have a way to panel highlight anything. I guess unless I use my SOTAR, it's probably going to be the only way. But I don't know. Line highlighting and all that jazz. I thought it was going to be quick and easy. I was going to like, you know when you paint something expecting it in your head to come out a certain way and you're like, oh shit, that's horrible. That looks t- yes, trash. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do know that feeling. So what I ended up doing was I Tamiya Black. Oh, I painted it blue and then I took uh, Tamiya paint or Tamiya tape taped off like most of the mech like just did like a bunch of lines all over it and then i hit it with to me a black and it just looks like i just have this like thin blue line <laughs> thin blue line uh kodiak and i'm just like oh that does not look like what i wanted at all look at look at your messages look at your messages i sent you the pinstripes and i zoomed in on one of them where you can see what i'm talking about i did all that freehand it's no tape it's no anything it's just freehand dude that is a crisp as blue though is that Ultramarine's blue? Uh, it's three different shades of blue. Uh, some of it's that Walmart shit that I like. The dollar stuff. <laughs> it looks really good. They look like uh, they're running in track suits. They actually look like they're an Olympic team. Yeah. They look good. So anyway, yeah, I came home, immediately painted that, and immediately didn't look like what I wanted, and I was like, meh. I'm going to paint some dust stuff. So I ended up painting this <laughs> Dust Gregor model, the giant ape. Felt really good about that. And then Ryan's like, hey, is this how the premium are supposed to look? And he like perfectly matched a premium model. And I was like, God damn it, Ryan. Like, just let me have this. What? Why? Because like, you know, when I jumped in the game, like one of my biggest things was like, man, I really want to learn how to paint like this premium model. And Ryan's like, hey, is this how this matches? Oh, is this perfect match? Yeah, it's a fucking perfect match. You got it. Like, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I better fly to the UK to learn how to paint the fucking dust stuff. <laughs> Bullshit, man. So, but yeah. By the way, I'm working on the last. I'm working on my last six dust models that I have to do to complete my army. <laughs> oh, by the way, I guess for our last, and this is actually pretty funny because it relates to this podcast. So on our last episode of the podcast, you know, we shouted out my my other secret podcast, my dust podcast that I had, and I guess enough people heard about that that they just started like making a fuss in the uh, 
in the Pielo Parente like group, like whereas there's like all the dust players, like it's just one big ass group, and like people like you, it's almost like if you were like all it's like some of our fans from this show went over there like looking for us and like you know it's like is Radio Free Man in here? <laughs> like like it was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like what? like just like tagging me and shit like hey michael is this a good unit and i'm like oh damn it the the fucking radio for the rfi guys are here <laughs> like, <laughs> looking up with questions about dust shit and like you can tell like you know gregor the the, the lead guys like why do they keep asking these like new dudes in the group like how to play this game and shit They're like hey hey it's like totally like blatant is michael in here where's he at <laughs> there he is that's, that's what i'm looking for i was like god damn it so found him, found bitch. Him. <laughs> they just they throw a bitch out there. You're like, hey, this army good? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it's good. It's it's pretty good though. Um, I've been I was been painting these. We had game night last night, and I was painting them out at my bar in the, my living room downstairs. And somebody comes in and they're like, "What you painting?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, this dust stuff." He's like, "What is it?" And I'm like, uh, "It's like World War II if you added aliens, I guess." Like and had alien technology, it's like alternate history. And they're like, wow, and then they were looking at the models and they were like, well, will you show me how to play? I'm like, yeah, I'll pl- play you a few games. And they're like, well, what's it cost? And I was like, they were asking all these questions, showed all the models, and they were like, man, I'd like to do this. He's like, I'll wait until we play a few games though. And then he's already talking like in future tense, like he's gonna buy all the shit, and not even play the game. I'm like, I thought we were gonna play a few games. Like he's already on his phone ordering <laughs> shit. And I'm like, Got him. Because I told him, I'm like, Miniature Market's having this blowout sale. And they went, and they're like, well, what do I need for an army? And I'm like, ah, this, this, and this. And they like put it all in their cart, and they're like, that's only $60. And I'm like, yeah. It's like <laughs> fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah, and they were like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and buy this. If I don't like it, I'll just throw it in the trash. Like, I don't yeah, know, $60. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. But but yeah, so anyway. So people yeah. So I painted up some dust stuff, uh of course I painted up that Gregor model. Uh and then we got Jake's airbrushing station set up, so now I can have him paint for me as well as assemble stuff. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh so now it's like painting me painting without painting. It's gonna be pretty sweet. <laughs> you can't say you're painting stuff yeah. if you're not painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hobby progress is I outsourced all my painting and uh, <laughs> yes, I got all this stuff done. Pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited about that. Uh, as well, so today, so I had a, uh, I had a birthday I had to celebrate yesterday, so I couldn't really get any painting done or do anything like that. Uh, but today, I got to teach 22 old people how to airbrush. Nice. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it was uh, uh, so so it was about twenty of the old people, like okay, so we have this thing called the art league, which is like where like you go and you can uh, rent out this giant building to teach art classes in it, kind of like the YMCA but for art stuff. Yeah, for art stuff. Yeah, they have a gallery and all this stuff. And I had mentioned a while back to you guys that I had held a class there. And they discounted it and all this jazz. And so they asked me, they're like, hey, we know you held this airbrushing class. We want to see if you want to come in in the middle of August and come hold an airbrushing, like, like not a class. It's more of a, like, show-off. Demonstration. Demonstration. 
And I was like, yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? And so today I ended up going to the art league. I took my 40-inch television. I took a webcam. I took my light. And, like, so I had this, like, big classroom of people sitting around. All they had to do was watch the TV, and, like, I was, like, painting live. And uh, it was, like, dude, like, literally it was just a bunch of old people. Like, there was nobody under the age of 30 there. No, 40, 45, 50 maybe. There's nobody under the age of 50 there. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was really I've never old seen you backpedal so hard. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, 30. <laughs> 30's way too low. Because I was thinking about this one girl in our class, and I was like, eh, she's a little bit younger. No, no, she's at least 40. So my, it's like, then I was like thinking about her face. I was like, nah, probably 50. <laughs> probably solid 50. <laughs> but either way, ton of old people there. I was like, okay, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take a 135th scale uh, Sherman and then I'm going to take a uh, Dick Grayson Robin Hood Burt, uh, Robin uh, Burt Ward uh, bust, bust. As, and, you, as you found out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, I know there's going to be a lot of old ladies here and I know there might be some old men coming and it turns out there was like one old dude and just like 21 old ladies and I was like, okay, so these old ladies aren't gonna watch me, aren't gonna want to watch me paint a Sherman, even though I had two Shermans. I had one fully painted and ready to weather. Like I was like ready to just like blast it with AK Interactive and show them all the secrets of weathering their tanks that they paint at home. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, like okay, fine, like. And so I was like, so I got, I said, so it's all paint, Robin. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> so that's what I asked. I was like, okay, we got these uh, 135th scale Sherman that I can paint here. And I'm looking at the dude like, eh, yeah. <laughs> or I could paint Robin from the old Batman. <laughs> and then it's like this lady, like I didn't even mention the name. I was like, or I can paint, you know, this Robin. And they're like, paint Burt Ward. I was like, oh my God, you old lady. Because <laughs> so I was like, fine, <laughs> I guess we'll paint Robin. And so I ended up painting Robin for them and, like, painted this bust of him. I painted his clothes. I hit it with some Make Interactive. I made the cloth look as, like, realistic as possible. I went through, like, the shading. I went through the, like, the pre-highlighting and everything like that. It came out really good. And then at the end of the class, it was just like, uh, uh, I had two ladies that came in there specifically because I was airbrushing. And they were already airbrushing and completely lost. And so, like, they wanted to know, like, how uh, how to, like, clean their airbrush properly. They wanted to know why their paints were spattering and stuff like that. And so, it was like, I just, like, I, for that, for those two, they stayed behind in the class. And I had a whiteboard. And I explained to them why their airbrush would be bubbling inside the paint. I explained to them how they needed to clean it and all this stuff. So... It worked out really well for them, and everybody else just kind of got a show. That's cool. Got to watch me paint Robin. So it was a good time. It was something. When you that, explained to them what was going on with their airbrush with the whiteboard. Did you just write on the whiteboard? You are old and not <laughs> as good at things anymore. And they're <laughs> they just, just put like exclamation marks after it. They're just looking at it, just like, oh yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and then you put the bottom like death is close. (laughs) (laughs) That is why. Hey, that's what we mean. Jim listens to the show. (laughs) Jim listens. 
Jim lives in the shadow of death every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> we love you, Jim. Jim was here last night. Jim bought Titanicus. He's pretty pumped about it. He's wanting Yo, to play I'll with your play brother. Titanicus with you, Jim. Your blind old ass. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he just had a surgery, bro. He can see again. I was about to say we could take all those cards and come in the box and get them blown up to a, <laughs> an offensively large scale. So they give them to it. Look, Jim. This that's fucking, for Chris, that's for fucking Chris Duncan. You'd have this to fucking, this damage. <laughs> Like model is the size of me. If you put it next, to it, <laughs> like took a hit to your left arm and you got to spray paint in like a block. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that was not good about that airbrushing class was the snacks they provided everybody, because they were like diabetes safe snacks. And so I'm like going in there, <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, we got brownies. And you go and eat a brownie, you're like, yep, that tastes like sawdust. And then you go, uh, I ate that big biscuit thing. I was like, yep, that tastes like uh, plaster. I was like, surely the punch can't be that. Nope, they didn't put sugar in here. <laughs> this is Kool-Aid without sugar. <laughs> it's just colored water. <laughs> this is bad. So, either way, it was a good time. That's what I did. That's what I did today. I sent y'all a picture of that. what that Robin looks like. But... So, yeah. So, you want to talk about Gen Con? You want to talk about a little Jensky? Yeah, Gen Con Florida? <laughs> Gen Con Florida? <laughs> so, I guess, uh, so I ended up flying in Indian. Like, okay, so a lot of people have asked me what I thought of Gen Con, especially, like, people in town that have been thought, have thought about going and always heard about it but never seen it. It was incredible. It was a fantastic time. Like, hands down, like, I can't imagine a bigger event than what Gen Con was. It was actually almost too big to process the amount of stuff that was happening. And it was so weird because... So, so I got there, and immediately, like, as soon as I landed, I Ryan picks me up. We just go straight to Gen Con. Uh, Ryan basically says, fuck you, to a cop. And then we end up finding parking and we like we uh we go inside Did we talk about that on the show me staring down the cop and just <laughs> no. running the fucking red light no we did traffic yeah. i was about to wait that guy like there's a traffic cop and he's got the white gloves and all the fucking bullshit out there he's not dancing but he's like doing his thing <laughs> and like we're trying to turn and this traffic was awful and i'm already frustrated because we literally got behind the worst driver I've ever seen behind the wheel of automobile. Dude. Michael can. We literally thought that a toddler had stolen a vehicle. Like two toddlers had stolen a vehicle, and one was working the pedals, and one was like driving, like standing on its shoulders trying to drive. That's your, how bad this was, and that's not an exaggeration. Your your vehicle should never be perpendicular to other vehicles in a lane, let alone two lanes, and that's exactly what happened. They were like, "How did you, you get sideways, lady?" And, and up on a curb, and going the wrong fucking direction down one of those little, like, hotel, like, where you pull up in front of the hotel. She's, like, going down the wrong thing, drove up over the curve, backed across three lanes of fucking traffic on Capitol fucking Avenue in Indianapolis. Like, While people are that. coming, like, slamming on their brakes, trying not... Because she's, like, legit, like, backing up into their lane, and they're all... Aah! 
<laughs> she's like, no, we're good. I'm like, I'm, my reverse lights were on. You're like, what do you do? Like, she's sideways backing up into a like a oncoming traffic uh. lane. You're like, oh my god, this lady's gonna kill us. And on top of that, we've been waiting in this line for like ten minutes already. I'm like, please don't get direct, lady. I can't handle the paperwork y'all are gonna have to fill out. Yeah. Oh. So we. We made it up to the front of the line, and we're just trying to turn right, which you can turn right on red here in Indiana anyway. But the cop is directing traffic. So I had stopped. Like, I'd come to a full stop, and the light turned red, and I looked, and there was no traffic. But he had his hand out to stop, and I just literally I literally locked eyes with him, like, just stared at him, like, stared into his soul, and, like, just gave him a look like, you can't stop me while I was turning. And he literally just looked at the ground and shook his head. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting there in the front seat, and I'm just like looking at this cop, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess just fuck this guy, because like his hand is out, and like he's like slowly just like trying to, trying to like maybe you didn't see me, trying to Jedi fucking like convince Ryan to like listen to his authority, and like it's so stupid because this dude's like, oh, like you can like feel his like, God, his damn these fucking nerds, like. <laughs> It's a, but I it's, literally ruined his day. I literally ruined his day. Down, running I, by fucking stoplights. That's God not even. That's not even the fucking end of this. We turn right, and the the traffic is so backed up that immediately, as soon as we turn right, we stop, and we're like five feet from it. <laughs> <laughs> like he could, he could walk up to the car just like on the window. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, and this cop's like, God damn and it! You know what? You know what I? You know what I would have done? You know what I would have done? I just stared at him, just like I did before, and just like crawl forward, like real slow, like please, <laughs> please sir, please roll down your window, sir. Please don't. God damn it! His that that was the face of the most defeated man I've ever seen in my life. Like he was like, and Ryan's like, I don't give a fuck. He starts turning, and then just that's like literally that's a, that's exactly what I said is I don't give a fuck in that sing song voice. And Michael just started dying laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing. The dude's defeated fucking face. Like there's no way. He's like, Ugh. and then like you could tell he was defeated because we were literally three feet from him, and like he did not do anything about it. He's like, they're right there, but god damn it, they're already here. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so we found we found parking, which was not too bad the first day. It was a little rough for the second day, uh, but we finally we finally got parking in the stadium. We walked inside, went straight to the dust booth. I got some dust stuff. I got to hear some like sweet ass coverage on it, and like walking into the vendor halls, like this is insane. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the con. Holy shit, it's huge. Blah 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 blah. And then Ryan's like, yeah, let's go to the gaming side. I was like, oh, oh, we just walked, like, what I feel like is two miles. Like, can we, uh, this is this is not it. We go to the gaming side, and it's, like, just as big as the vendor hall. And you're like, what the fuck? And what's so crazy is, like, you know when you go to conventions, and you go, like, you have a gamer hall, and you're like, I can't hear shit. You know, like, you can't hear nothing because it's just, like, ah, ah, of, like, everybody talking. Yeah, this was not like that. The ceilings had to be like at least like sixty foot high, just massive ass ceilings. And so like you, me and Ryan could talk like we're talking right now and have a normal conversation. You could tell there was people talking, like it was like a real but it was like It wasn't like overwhelming. It wasn't overwhelming, dude. It was like so nice. Went in, went and saw Chris Duncan, man, like got to talk to him, got to see them playing some forty K. Uh uh Jason Turner was running his uh 
uh, Kill Team event Kill there. Team. We saw the Battletech pods, which had a line. Like, I know we've always talked about that we're going to go do these, like, yeah, man, me and Ryan are going to go Battletech pods. They were like, they had this, like, full line, like, wrapped around everything, like, just to get in these Battletech pods. And it was always like, ah, eh, we'll just do it later. We'll get to it later. Literally, the day I was leaving, it was 1 o'clock, no, one thirty in the morning, and the line was still there for the Battletech pods. One thirty in the morning on a Saturday. Some say they're still there. Some say there's still people there right now <laughs> waiting for those Battletech pods. So, but... So I was just there. We were there for like two hours, maybe just like hitting up some of the vendors. I had to go to the Arena Rex side of things to go get some stuff for Powerful Joel Ivy. Uh, I ended up getting some. Uh, what else was I getting while I was there? We we got. I some, need to ship. I'm I'm supposed to ship that to him. Did you leave that in that spare bedroom in there in a box somewhere? Yeah, it's in a bag. It's in a bag. Okay, I'll pull it out. I'm supposed to mail it to him. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, so we ended up doing all that. Then we went. Got tenderloins. Got some pork tenderloin. And my God, was that shit good, dude. It, have you had pork tenderloin? The uh, Oasis? At the Oasis, yeah. Hell yeah. That's the first thing I did when I got off oh, the plane. Oh, that's right. How fucking good. Like, when you first bit into the pork tenderloin, like, did you expect it to be that crumbly? No, I did not. I, ex- I expected, like, a rubbery kind of feel to it, right? I mean, I wouldn't say rubbery, but yeah, I expect a little bit of toughness. I expect like 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 chicken fried steak. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like crumbly fucking goodness it's in my melts mouth. Melts in your mouth, delicious. Yeah, it was so good. And for those of you out there who don't know, like the first bite, it's not like so it comes on a sandwich. That first bite has zero sandwich. Like the the tenderloin sticks out like a good four or five inches on all directions from yeah. the bun. You basically Ma- get a fillet of tenderloin. Michael tore his Michael yeah. tore his in half. And just ate half of it in the tray, and then the other half on the sandwich. Yeah, I do and, like what Derek did. Just eat around till I get even with the bun, and then eat it. Yeah, it was fucking good, dude. It was so good. It was like a Chick Fil A buttered bun, and then all on top of a tenderloin. I ate the fillet part first, and then I had the tenderloin. I, I, I we we need to bring that to America. It needs to happen or to to Texas, <laughs> which is America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to bring that to America Secundus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, either way, man, I was it was totally worth the wait. Like, I'm so glad I didn't eat that while I was sick, because I probably would have gone into some sort of shock. I'm sure from that kind of level of grease. Uh, the baked beans, I had baked beans; they were good. Nice. And the root beer that was there was good. Oh yeah, their sodas are amazing. Yeah. So if you're in Indy, or I guess. What, is is Indianapolis where the Oasis was? It was kind of outside. That's in that's in Plainfield. It's a suburb of Indianapolis. If you're it's if you're in Indianapolis, it's a, about a twenty five minute drive. Yeah, it wasn't far from the airport. Worth it, absolutely worth oh, it. Oh hell yeah! So I've driven two hours for less. Yep. So we did that. Then what did we do, Ryan? Then we went and got Scott. Right? Went and got Scott. Went and got Scott. Stopped at the Goat Place. We've already went over this over the last show. Yeah, and then we came back. Did y'all get to drive over the then, bridge from live t- from live PD? No, we went over a different bridge. Oh, a more finished bridge, a better bridge. <laughs> uh, for those of you people that didn't listen to the live cast, uh, where we were playing the game, we went and got Scott, and, did, and we loaded him up. And then we went to the goat place, and the goat place Ryan's talking about is where they just make a bunch of shit with goat milk, and so. I had some goat chocolate milk, which ended up fucking my stomach later in the night. 
but that's just me being lactose intolerant kind of shit. Um, <laughs> and we got to pet baby goats. Nice. <laughs> there was just baby goats there that you got to just. You, you can't not up. have baby goats just hanging yeah. out. Yeah, it, and it was just like it was like, hey, where them baby? Yeah, and so we got to go outside. I got to go pet baby goats. There was a really nice cat there, so we got to pet the really nice cat. And then uh, we went back to Ryan's house. Got to pet another really nice cat, like named William, super cool guy. And we ended up playing that game that we recorded the last episode on the second half of second half of the last episode. And so got my ass handed to me by by Scott <laughs> on that game. Uh, my blood angels ran away so so much and so far I haven't found them yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lot of leadership issues. There. Yeah, my uh, my my trays are still empty because they fled. The county. I'm hoping they'll come back at some point. No, I failed four leadership tests in that game, and four units went off the table. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was a rough. It was a rough game. I don't know how that even's possible. I think that's just cosmic karma for your old like fourth edition Blood Angels list. <laughs> but I guess so. I mean, it's gotta <laughs> be the Ukabuga list. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it was still a good time. I still had fun. Uh, then we woke up in the morning. And had insanely good biscuits and gravy. Uh, I can't... We could probably make... like Ryan has posted in the Patreon uh, closed group a biscuits and gravy recipe that he uses. We need to do that one of these Well, days. I don't use it. My wife used it. My recipe is, uh, hey, wife, uh, <laughs> I really would like some biscuits and gravy. <laughs> so, yes. So, that's exactly what happened. And so, we got biscuits and gravy and grapes. Grapes were involved. And uh, no strawberries. Strawberries. It was oh man, it was so good. Like well, what? Basically, my wife made us a really nice home cooked breakfast before we went to Gen Con with two separate types of biscuits. Oh, yeah, <laughs> flaky, flaky. Because I like the flaky ones, and then crumbly because she likes the crumbly ones. Yep, that's the kind of that's the kind of like you're talking about this game bar and you want to go to to go check out to go check out gaming mecca. That's, that could be a possibility. That could happen. They there could just have, might be biscuits there. Who there knows? might be biscuits and gravy. Who knows? So, either way, it was fantastic. So, we had a great breakfast. Then we went to Gen Con. We, uh, we took Scott to all the vendor booth with his busted-ass leg that he wasn't supposed to spend longer than 30 minutes walking on. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a huge mistake. That's how it... <laughs> <laughs> Come to find well, he out. didn't tell us that. He didn't tell us that. He just said, I Not- said, are you all right? He said, yeah. And I said, well, they got wheelchairs here. We get you wheelchair. And he's like, fuck that. I ain't being in a wheelchair. We also got him a cane, and he wouldn't use the cane. So he was just going to tough it out. We were like, all right. And then later on, after we literally walked like probably 10 fucking miles, he's like, I'm only supposed to walk on this thing for 15 minutes at a time. And we've been walking on it for like eight hours. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> For real, I kept leaving trying to find him a wheelchair. I was thinking about like dumping this old lady out of wheelchair because she looked like she was faking, and <laughs> like it was, that was wild. Ryan totally fucking <laughs> ruined the life of the poor dice ring guy, and <laughs> like just what happened? Oh, <laughs> finger oh. bang your boyfriend. And yeah, see what yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was a. That was another one. Like I, man, I ruined two dudes' days. The fucking cop and the the dice ring guy. Those guys. I'm sorry. So wait, what'd you what'd you do yeah. to this poor poor sap? Oh man. <laughs> just, just Michael him? goes. I mean, who who invents that? 
let's be real here. I'm like, I'm not going to spare that guy's feelings. That's the dumbest invention in the history oh, of like, like the ring with like the spinner on it, it, and you just spin it and land on the number. Like, it's like the jump. It's like the jump to conclusions, Matt. From <laughs> fucking <laughs> office space, where they're like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> so, so this guy, he's selling fucking rings. That have it's a ring, and people have those like fidgeting uh, wedding rings where it's like a ball bearing wedding ring where you can like roll the band around your finger. It's like two bands with needle bearings in there where it spins. All the guy has is that, but the the ring has like flat sides on it, twenty flat sides, and it's a D twenty. So instead of rolling a die, you can like spin your ring. It's like and the, like uh, like the wheel from Price is Right. Yeah, yeah, and then whatever it lands on, that's your roll. I'm like. So there's many... I don't have to explain to people why that's dumb. I mean, people know that that's dumb, right? So, anyway, Michael goes... We walk past this booth, and I don't even really look over, and the guy's there, and he's, like, looking at... There's no one at the booth. It's like fucking crickets. And Michael goes, hey, look at that. And I turn, and we're, like, five feet out. And the guy, like, looks up and looks at us, like an excited puppy, like, oh, they noticed me. Maybe they'll walk over here. And I look at Michael, and I go... I go, man, that's a terrible idea. I'm like, how does that work? Do you just like finger blast your boyfriend with it? And then when you pull your hand out, you just see what it's on. <laughs> and the guy, but loud enough for him uh, to hear that. Just, yeah. just loud enough. <laughs> so Michael started dying laughing and he's like, somebody's grandma somewhere has dumped so much money <laughs> into this project that, that, that she's never getting back. <laughs> The whole investor in their right fucking bodies, they were like, that'll take off. <laughs> Nana, hear me out. I know I know you already put 10 G's into getting all these rings made, all the laser etching and everything like that, but I have to have the Gen Con booth so I can unload all this project product. I can pay you back in the first, like, four hours of Gen Con. <laughs> That's all. Nana, you're going to be happy you got in on this on the graph floor. <laughs> you know how many nerds are out there that want to have this ring? Oh, God. Oh, oh man. It was... We were actually discussing, like... like At first, it was, like, just mean bullying. <laughs> like, 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 legit, like, how the fuck? What are you thinking? And then we're like, okay, on a more realistic side... Just so you know, how we're the not f- fucking with you. How the fuck... Like, what opponent is going to, like, let you flick your ring and then look at their hand like a fucking, like a king? <laughs> like a mob boss. <laughs> like, zzz, zzz. Oh, I rolled a nine. You can see it. All right. Five more of these. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that's just not a thing. I don't care what that guy, like, no. Nobody. If somebody brought that to any game that used D20s, like Dark Age or something, and tried to use that shit... I would literally just take it off their finger without them stopping me because there's no way somebody that would buy that would be able to stop me and flush it right down the toilet in front of them. Like, I don't don't know. It would be a come-to-Jesus moment for me if I was in an event and I was playing and that happened across the table from me. I would just, like, Hello Darkness Fall Fred would start playing in my head. I would look (laughs) up at the ceiling and be like, I guess it's time for a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> he just does like the oh oh just, like, looks at the oh camera. we're doing this now. Okay, well I'm all out. right. Well that's it. I reset of it. It was a good run, boys. <laughs> but 
<laughs> my disappointment is immeasurable, <laughs> and my day is ruined. And <laughs> my day is ruined. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just trying to make Michael laugh at the comment. I really wasn't like trying to bully the guy or be mean, but I always like I talk fucking loud, and it was kind of loud in there anyway. So I like said it loud, and the guy just like looked at the floor, and I felt kind of bad, <laughs> but it was also funny at the same time. It was fucking hilarious. There's nothing you can't... <laughs> it, was it was funny, so you just double down on it. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> That's what uh, so, then we went to the dust booth, and this time around, we are trying to get Scott to buy some stuff, but Scott's better judgment came over, came over That's him. Right. And he put just it back barely. on the shelves. <laughs> just barely, Thank though, because he was... <laughs> card was out and everything. Oh. It was close, man. It you got him right at the edge. It was a near miss. He <laughs> was just, <just> staring <laughs> into the abyss. Then I promptly uh, fucking reneged on that and bought $200 worth of Battletech trainers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that Battletech booth was not kind to me. I, uh, I mean, I, it, it's like... As opposed to other games, it was pretty kind, but, like, man, they just had Deckle City there, and that was kind of my downfall. I was like, oh, they're only $5 a piece? Go ahead and grab 80 of them. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to use them for dust and shit, too, right? In oh, yeah. 40K, or in 30K? Yeah. I got little Australian flags. I got a whole bunch of ally stuff. I got hazard stripes. I got everything you could ask for. A whole bunch of ghost bear stuff. Pretty cool. So those... We've talked about them on that show before. It's Fighting Piranha Graphics is who does the Battletech decals. And that, even though they, they don't have a booth there, but they send stuff with the uh, Iron Winds guys to sell for them. So it's pretty cool because uh, the Iron Wind Metals guys, the Fighting Piranha guys, and the Catalyst guys, they all kind of work together on Battletech, even though they're three different companies and they're all real close. You know what I mean? Like they help each other out and do a lot of like networking and stuff. Yeah, they uh, it, you pretty much if you wanted to start BattleTech, that was the place to be, and all those guys like had their two cents to put in. I was like, I want to start Clan Ghost Bear. What should I do? <laughs> and it's like a one air gulp. Well, you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna need an Even Arcus. <laughs> I. I got a huge kick out of the lady running the cash register yelling at me for saying battle suit instead of battle armor. It was so funny. She like almost slapped my things out of my hand and went, "Sir, it's battle armor, not battle suit." And I Can went, you just "I'm sorry, you are correct. Put your credit card away. <laughs> we would decline it anyway. <laughs> don't even bother. Don't even bother putting the stuff back on the shelves because we know you'll get it wrong. <laughs> just give it to one of our certified battle tech." <laughs> Pretty funny. So, yeah, we did that uh Man, dude, what el- What other booths? We went to the Cool Mini or Not booth. Scott got some dice. I went to the Battle Foam booth and found out they sold uh, Battle Foam 352 Magna Racks, like the little baby Magna Racks. And I was like, what is that? I'll buy it right now. And then she closed the case up and it said Infinity on it. I was like, not with the Infinity writing. How do I get that? Not that. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, you're going to want the 352 then. And so I got a little baby Magna Rack for my... Uh, for all my dust stuff so I can carry it around like a boss and just like because for one whenever I went to come play in this dust event I mailed everything to me and so I showed up like the biggest scrub you'd ever see in your life because I basically just have a box with like open tape 
and bubble wrap <laughs> that I'm like taking my army out of. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. But uh, so yeah, now I have a you we you got to change everybody's world on here and tell them about your your ball game, your ball sack game, oh, and yeah. how I hooked how I hooked you, Scott and Chris Duncan, up before Gen Con because I know how it is being a guy and walking around at a convention all day in the hot sun outside and all that shit. Yeah, man, definitely. Let's talk about this. So, so we get to Ryan's house and it's probably like way better than any Airbnb or hotel experience because like Ryan's just that good of a host. So not only do we have a little bing of like snacks and waters next to our television in case we get hungry or thirsty, but we also have near our beds, our t-shirts that we got from Shane, but we also have this, lotion that says fresh balls and we're just like i'm like oh this is the stuff you talked about like ryan talks about this fresh ball stuff and so immediately day one i'm excited you know lather up boys let's check this warlock out let's check this warlock out and like you put it on and 5.8 seconds later it's basically powder like it's just like it's a little baby powder your hands get all white and crusty you gotta wash your hands and uh at that point, man, it's like it's like night and day, dude. Like, basically, it forms a powdery film over your uh, your lower regions, and like you're basically just gliding all day. Like, it's like wearing workout shorts. You know, it's like it's like that's the best way I can describe it. Is this noise? That's how you're walking all day. And. So I was like, I, I wore it at Gen Con and like we were doing a bunch of walking and you just think about it and you're like, man, I haven't tugged on my junk in a minute now. Like I'm losing like familiarity with my junk <laughs> like because I haven't interacted with it in like eight hours. <laughs> and then all this week I was putting it on before work, like in my morning routine, putting it on, putting it on. And then like I missed Wednesday and then it was like, chaos like it was like what have i done you know and like i immediately went on the the patreon chat and i was like ryan like this like i have to tell you this is like this is like a it's a game changer for men like it's like a fresh balls is a game changer for men and then we get some more recommendations in the chat and like hey man you got to get this uh chassis like men powder that like you know prevent swamp ass prevent swamp ass and prevents you know just like just everything like and it was like okay well i'll get some of that too so now i was telling everybody i was like man like i've like i have so many like so many powders on me right now that i smell like when you get that newborn baby and they just got done cleaning it up and they like slapped it with powder and talc and everything that's how i smell right now like i'm just like basically like a floating talc bomb but i'm i mean even tr- like try and catch me that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna slip out of everything like it's game changing whole life changed based on Ryan suggesting and buying us uh, uh, fresh balls. Have you used it yet, Scott? Yeah, hey, little known fact about me. If you ever see me out and about, there's about a 60-40 chance, and I'm not going to say which way this leans. I don't have fucking underwear on, okay? (laughs) I've evolved past that point, and I don't need that shit in my life. Well, for a suave gentleman like myself, this yeah, this helps a lot. This helps quite a bit, man. So yeah, go. so go ahead and go pick that up at Target. And oh, look, they didn't have it. They didn't have it. Not at our local one, no. 
just get it on. I just bought it online. I think I got it. It was like a four pack. I bought it in a four pack, and I gave one to Chris Duncan, one to each of you guys, and then kept one for myself. I asked. I got some weird looks, but I asked. <laughs> God bless you, Derek. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you have fresh balls? <laughs> uh, um, excuse me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you have fresh balls? <laughs> I said, do you, madam, have fresh balls? So, yeah. No. So. They got some gold bond stuff, but no. No, I don't trust it. But anyway. Anyway. That happened. <coughs> God bless it. Have it just changed my life. So, what else? What else we got? Um, what else happened? We went over and hung. We went over and hung out with Chris Duncan for a while over there by the forty oh, yeah. k tables. Got to hear all the um, drama. Chris Duncan is like drama. She's my master, dude. Like I don't know. Like I feel like I don't see Chris Duncan like on the internet too much, but like somehow he's like he's like a. Uh, Michael Pena in the in the Ant Man con- in the Ant Man movies where he's like, "Hey man, <laughs> I just heard," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> like he's like either what? his memory is just like hey. so sharp that he remembers everything that like gets filtered his way and then regurgitates it back to you, or I don't know what it is, but this dude is in the system, man. Like he's got he's it going connected. on. He's connected. So we got to hang out with Chris Duncan a little bit. Got to hear all the the cheese may about the that dude getting assaulted at Gen Con. Which unfortunately we missed, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, then what happened? We ate some nachos. No, it was before we ate nachos. Before we did more walking around. Then Ryan had to take Scott back home, and yep. so he left me by myself at Gen Con, and because I had a dust tournament that night. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be at Gen Con by myself. Let me go ahead and walk around and see what I can get lost in. Yeah, pretty much. I had about two or three hours before my event, so I just kind of walked around. Oh, we went and ate at the Ram first, um, which was delicious. I had some great macaroni and cheese. But then I went to... We we stopped by the the Games Workshop booth and made Michael's year. That's all we really need to say about that. Yes, yes, we did. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and yes, yes, it did. John didn't send you that email, boys. Dang, All it's, right. I thought thought it was Bill. No, <laughs> it was definitely John. But you know, whatever. <laughs> he's not. He's not ever communicating with us. Anyway, yeah. Moving past that, uh, we ended up uh, end up eating some great ass macaroni and cheese, and oh yeah, I forgot we saw that girl trying really hard at forty k, but. We won't talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying really hard to distract her opponents. The um, highlight of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we ended up going to go eat. Then Ryan had to go take Scott back. And so I walked around. And I really don't know what I was expecting. But I did know that, like, I... I carried my box back inside full of stuff. I found these dudes playing some game I didn't know, and I was like, "Hey, bud, I'm gonna." You didn't talk about all your all your photos, all your cosplay photos. We had to like drag my like Michael stopped literally every two (laughs) fucking seconds to get a picture with every single person in cosplay, which is like twenty like twenty thousand people because like every third person is in cosplay. No, 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 no. You have to understand, me taking pictures of people in cosplay wasn't. I wasn't taking pictures of people in cosplay. I was finding people who were like, 
20% cosplay that wouldn't expect to have pictures taken of them, those are my targets. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, like the one guy wearing, like, like a stormtrooper helmet. I'm like, hey, bro, can I get a picture? And he'd be like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I guess. And then it's like, all right, pose. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and it's like the guy that was walking around, like, in a fedora and, like, a giant trench coat. It's like, hey, bro, can I get a pic, man? You look, like, fantastic. And they're like, uh, 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 okay. You should have <laughs> just made up some shit. Like, oh, you're, you're totally doing so-and-so from the... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. Like, it was... I was getting people who were fully cosplayed, but my, my goal, and I was targeting people who were, like, the 15% cosplayers, <laughs> like, the, the 15 and 20 percenters who, like, just wanted to wear something cute, like a tail. I'm like, hey, can I get a pic, man? And there's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, all right, pose for me. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> I didn't think this through. That was great. So I got a whole bunch of pictures of awkward people posing for for stuff that they didn't have to pose for. Did you? Were you there when I talked to Dave Taylor? I talked to Dave Taylor for like an hour. That was fun. No, no, that was before. That was the day before. That was that was on Thursday. Yeah. But it was still still a good time. <laughs> that one dude looked like a. Uh, Look like uh, what's his name from? Oh, what's that guy's name from? The Big Lebowski. Donnie. He, yeah, no, not Donnie. Is it Donnie the Walter? Steve character. Walter. No, Walter. Walter. The yeah. one with the fucking yellow shooting glasses on all the time. Yeah, he looked like Walter, but he wasn't cosplaying to be Walter. He was just a guy. He just a guy. Looks like John Goodman. Was, oh shit! It's Walter. What? <laughs> oh. My, okay. name, my name's Dave. Can you take a picture? Why? <laughs> oh, you're not cosplaying as Walter from The Big Lebowski? No. Who's that? What does that got to do with gaming? <laughs> yeah, dude. So he didn't want to take a picture with me, but like... <laughs> okay, come, come on, dude. You come right the fuck on. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, Here you go, guys. This is when y'all were taken uh, when you took Scott back. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't act like you've never had that happen before he's like who like he like wanted no part of my picture he's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm just gonna walk away i'm like you're not cosplaying <laughs> as walter right now no <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> and i'm offended you're asking <laughs> well then, you, you mean to tell me that happened by accident <laughs> yeah exactly uh i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy my coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it was a it was a good time. It was a bunch of like people cosplaying and stuff like that. That one was actually pretty cool. I'll post a picture dump of all the people cosplaying. So many people were those damn Tyrannosaurus like those uh the, like inflatable T Rex costumes. Yeah. <laughs> that guy that Batman was so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. That ass hat. So what anyway. what did you think, Scott? What how was your Gen Con experience? You were on the I thought it was great, man. I mean a guy you know, I got to buy some stuff, and seeing the scale of it is pretty insane. It just goes on forever, and there's no, like, definitive beginning or end. So, it's just no. fucking bonkers. But I had a really good time, man. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, definitely the biggest gaming thing I've ever been a part of or seen. My yep. knee was an insane pain, but that was mostly my own fault. So. Would you go again? <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll go next year. Sure. 
We didn't even go see everything because we didn't even go over to the stadium because we didn't go to any of the tunnels underneath. There's a whole series of tunnels underneath the convention center and all the buildings. There's a whole another setup over at Union Station, and they have a whole bunch of stuff in the stadium, and we didn't get to see any of that. I uh, I forgot about the parking guy. Remember the parking guy? Oh, I, uh, yeah, that fucking... Oh, dude. Star. Yeah, that was like... Mr. Fucking I thought that was... Yeah, well, I thought that was um, day two of parking. What's what channel has those like shitty fake reality shows like where they have like tow truck drivers that get in fake fights and shit? What TV channel is that on cable? On a real TV, I guess. Yeah, that's like that's what I thought we were watching, like parking lot guys or something, and it was like some scripted <laughs> oh, true TV history true channel. TV. History Channel loves having those fucking shows. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how this guy was acting, like a fake reality TV person. I ain't getting in on my lot. Not today. Yeah, and he had that golf cart, and he almost like ran over like eight people. And he was doing <laughs> oh, the yeah, fucking Austin that. Powers. He yeah. got wedged. It was going, ee, 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 Yeah, Michael's got pictures. Yeah, there it is. Were you filming him trying to get turned around? Yeah, oh, yeah right here. <laughs> Watch yeah, him, how many times he backs up and goes forward. Backs up and goes forward. Idiot. So yeah. stupid. A solid 16-point turn there, bro. Dude, we're sitting there. We're waiting yeah. for parking, right? And apparently you had to like somehow go around the front, buy parking, and then come back, do a full block, and then come park in there. You had to have your ticket. And then this dude's new. This other guy's there. And he's all like, did you just let them through? He's like, yeah. And he's like, do they have a ticket? He goes, I don't know. And he's all... I got to go get them. No, I got to go get them. And we're like sitting there listening and Ryan's just got money in his hand. Like take my money, dude. And he's like, I, no, no, I got to go get them. And like, he jumps in this like 30 foot long golf <laughs> like cart. Slides across the hood. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> like turns the fucking red light on top of it. Like, <laughs> like he's like, we got to go. And then he's all <laughs> like Austin Powers trying to turn this fucking big ass <laughs> thing around. And I'm just like, Oh my God, is this dude about to fight everybody in that car? And like, he runs up to them and he's like, no, 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 no. You can't park here. No, 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 no. We're like, what the fuck is that dude's problem? And then this other dude's like, Oh, y'all got to buy your tickets over there. And like, we're legitimately like, sir, can we just give you money? <laughs> like, would that work? Like, can you, we give you money and then you can Yeah, just... I, I have this thing called a universal <laughs> ticket and it has a 20 symbol on it. Like, Would two of these $20, like I will pay you directly and will not even, I won't even tell your boss I paid you directly and you just let me put my car so right anyway, there. <laughs> this guy threw a fucking fit. So anyway, all we did was like leave that parking lot and draw, drive literally like 30 more feet and there was a dude and I was like, he was had a sign that said parking, and I'm like, hey, we, can I give you money and park here? And he's like, fuck yeah. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And that was it. <laughs> we, he's we like, yeah, just back in, like, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else would you do? <laughs> dude, pretty yeah. much. Like, he's just a cool dude. He's like, cool, man. Uh, my son comes by here with his AR, just walks around every once in a while, protects your car. It's like, oh, nice. No, just play. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. He's like, dude, like. Are we on this History Channel TV <laughs> show right now? Uh, I forgot about parking guy. Uh, so anyway, so whenever Ryan took Scott away and I was by myself, I was doing my walking around, doing my flying, taking pictures of people, making them feel awkward. And then uh, finally I was like, dude, I was like, let me go ahead and just go visit these random ass rooms. And so like I just keep walking into rooms and like it's like legit. I'd open the door and there'd be a bunch of people doing something and they'd all look at me and I'd be like, oh, wrong room. And I'd close <laughs> it. And then like 
that was my plan. I was like, I'm going to see how many times I can do this. I don't want to see like what kind of, like I want to, maybe I'll see like, you know, it was like a furry orgy. Who knows? Furry di- oh, <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? And so I'm going in there. I like open my first door and it's like, it's fucking like 30 old ladies knitting. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, cool. Close it. I'm like, oh, knitting room. Neat. I walk around a little bit more, open a door. All these people look up and they're all fucking, they got their, like, I guess they're like playing some sort of RPG. I don't know. It's like, okay, cool. Close it. And then I open this door. I'm like, and it's like <laughs> pitch black in this fucking room. And there's a lady sitting at the desk and there's people all over the room laying on the floor, looking at their phones and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was a fucking Zen room, wasn't it? It was a Zen room. <laughs> I just <was laughs> picture like this halo of light behind you. Like all the noise comes flooding in. Yeah, dude, she's all, this is the quiet room. You have to turn off your phone. And I'm like, oh, wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go and I, and I open this other door. I'm all, and it's like 15 Mexicans all like, like cleaning clothes and shit. They're all, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, employees only, my bad. <laughs> I'm so, surprised they didn't grab you and put you to work. They, they may have. They thought I was the relief, to be honest with you. So, so yeah, man, I, I I probably do that four or five more times. I'd say like every... Trying to find the fun shit they don't put on the... Uh, yeah, dude, like the secret rooms. They don't put rooms. that on the map. Yeah. And so finally I'm like, man, I was like, what's inside this? Oh, my God. And like I turn right into this hall and like it's just like 60-foot ceiling, probably 100-foot long just mecca and every fucking buddy in there is playing pathfinder there had to be at least oh yeah two thousand people playing pathfinder in front of me probably more probably the, more like five thousand society area yeah uh, insane dude yeah they do so pathfinder society is like this uh it's for playing pathfinder but it's meant to be more like drop in drop out where you don't have to like explain why your character has all this shit it's just oh yeah you didn't went through these yeah cool whatever so every year at Gen Con, they do these, like, massive, like, co- like the campaign ending for the year. And they have, like, eight like eight to ten tables. And they're all running, like, the same kind of, uh, like, it's all in the same area. And they'll have, like, stuff, like, bouncing back and forth between tables. So, like, you'll be over here on your table and, like, some shit will show up, do some shit, and then fly off to a different table. Well, I walked into that. Yeah. Let me just see how I can explain that. People who are, like, super into Pathfinder, like, it's a big deal. Well, that's exactly what I walked into, and I was like, what the fuck? And this dude was, like, like, like he's walking around with, like, a clipboard and everything. He's like, hey, you trying to get in? You trying to get into something? I'm like, no, I'm just walking around. Please don't pull me into your Pathfinder <laughs> game. I'm trying to get uh, out. I'm trying to get yeah, like, <laughs> like, I will, I will go chaotic neutral on your ass, and we will fucking, like. <laughs> I'll derail this so fast. I'll, well, fuck it, I'll derail every fucking table in here. Don't you worry. Uh, so, anyway. Walked out of that room, and uh, what else, man? There was something else I wanted. To there was talk a werewolf. About. There was a werewolf room that you were pumped about. Yeah, dude, the werewolf room. Like as soon as I walk like, in, like, we need one more player. You want to get in? One more player. You gonna play some werewolf? I'm like, oh, I love werewolf. Fuck yeah, but no, no, I can't play werewolf with you right now, sir. I would love to. I'll be back. <laughs> where, where's this? Where are we right now? Mark it on my map. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm lost as shit. I'm just hoping that I remember some mark, some points. So if you could just, you know, I've gone through at least two escalators, and I'm not sure which part of the building I'm in right now. 
And it was so funny because I thought these doors, I thought there was like, like, I thought these doors to my left as I was walking at one point, I was like, oh, I know where I'm at. Okay, the gaming hall's on the other side of these doors. And I open the door and it's the fucking, this like cosplay event going on. I'm like, oh shit, I am lost as fuck right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, how do I get so turned around in a fucking convention hall? I was like, oh well, I'll figure it out. I'll find something. So, yeah, it's pretty bonkers, dude. It was a wild event. Uh, End up going to go play in the Dust Tournament. I will say the Dust Tournament was awesome. Like, the Dust event was a good time. However, one thing I will say that blew my mind was the Arena Rex Tournament that was going on, like, six tables down from us. So there's an Arena Rex event going on, and, like, the dude running the event has everybody so pumped up and hopped up. Like, he's all sitting there like, are you ready, Warriors? And, like, there's, like, 60 people all crowded around this guy standing on this table, and they all go, oh, oh, and I'm just like, oh, my God, that was so badass. I'm hard. Like, what are you, like, how do I, I'm going to go take my dust models over there, and hopefully we can figure something out. Like, I can't, like, I can't, like, I don't, like. <laughs> Doing, like, the shit from Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, just barking at me gorilla style. Dude, I shit you not, man, like. They're all over there, like it's like like all these people, and like you always see in movies where like it's like people like chanting together, oh, oh, and you never get the feeling of it until they do it live in front of you in like an echoing room with all those people. I was like, yeah, I want to go play that game. I don't know what that is, but I need to. I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna open up Joel Livey's models. And I'm gonna go play. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go get in on that. So, I don't know, man. Next year, man. Next year, I might play in that that uh. That Arena Rex event, just because that dude was pumping everybody up so much. Well, after going to the Dust booth, after being severely disappointed at one booth, and then immediately going to the Dust booth and not being disappointed, and seeing how cool everybody was, and meeting the creator of the game, and seeing how they treated everybody at their event, and how like people of import actually played in the tournament, how people that write rules were literally writing notes, answering questions and whatever. I went and bought some models. Yeah. Ryan bought a whole army and got jumped in head first. It's a good time. Hell yeah. It was a fucking good time. The event was fun, dude. Yeah. Like just not getting too deep into that. Uh, it was, it was just a, it was a fun event. I had a blast. Paolo, the uh, creator of dust universe was playing it himself and he's, apparently pretty bad at the game and so like he just like loses like all the time and just he's okay with that he like has another guy oliver that writes his rules for him he's like i lost big surprise right <laughs> like big surprise <laughs> and then the funniest uh, thing was though he was taking everybody's gaming materials from them and like writing on them like and not even really asking permission like <laughs> he would yeah. just be like he'd be the his opponent would like kill something and he'd be like, here, give me that, give me that. And he'd take the card of the unit that, like, killed his shit, and he'd, like, draw a little, like, like fucking, like, what looks like their guns are shooting, like, fire coming out of the barrels, and he'd, like, write little voice bubbles of, like, I killed Palo's shit, or whatever, like, just silly shit. And then he'd sign their card. Like, he was, like, grabbing everybody's rule books and, like, doodling on them and all that. And he's, like, the creator of the game and does all the art. It was pretty funny. Yeah, like, like he does, like, actual <laughs> art that, like, sells for, like, pretty big money and so like like he's like oh yeah this artist just signed my book <laughs> like it's like it's like if uh uh like who's a pretty well-known 40k artist uh i guess like blanche like if blanche was yeah. like at, there playing with you 
and then just like signing your shit and you're like, well, I'm not mad. Like that's your art that you design. Like, yeah, cool. Well, it was beyond that. Imagine playing with John Blanche and you kill some of John Blanche's models and he like grabs your codex and then like writes in the unit entry, like a brief description of what happened, like in a funny way and then signs it in like little voice bubbles, like doodles on your book. Like every time you kill something of his, that's basically what was going on. It was pretty fucking funny. And then they gave us like three grand worth of dust stuff and like we just like <laughs> just moved on with life. I have never seen that much product support given out for anything. They literally like had a giant table piled full of shit and they had everybody line up and they literally said, Everybody at the event grab something. Like get form a line and go by and grab something. Everybody did. And they were like, Okay, now do it again and then just keep doing it until we're out of stuff. And that's what happened. And these are like $60 models. And so you just like walk hey, look, up, grab brought, a box. We brought all this stuff. We're not loading this back up in the truck. Fuck that. That's exactly what happened. Like, we don't want to load all this back up and take it all back. So we have this giant pile of shit. Come and grab stuff. Have fun. Like there was like, it was a $10 fucking event. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> and I forgot to get my ticket. So I had to go buy another ticket for the event. So I paid $20. I paid two tickets. I should have got two walks in the line. <laughs> you did. You got four. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, dude. I should have got eight walks. Uh, yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. It was a fucking good time. After that was done, Ryan came and picked me up. He was walking around watching all the Dust games, all that jazz. And then uh, we went and ate White Castle. Ryan picked out all the pickles from all of his little burgers. I had a mouthgasm. And... Then I had to, we both had to wake up super fucking early so we can go to Indy and get on the plane. Well, I had to get yeah. on the plane. Then I flew back. And that was my event, dude. It was a good time. Sounds like a good time. That was Gen Con. That was my Gen Con experience. I will absolutely go again. I would recommend anybody who's even thinking about going to go check it out. Uh, one thing I would suggest is uh, a backpack definitely helped. Uh, Walking around with my backpack really saved myself a lot. Uh, definitely wear comfortable shoes. Don't wear flip-flops. It's a bad idea. Um, Get some fresh balls if you're a guy. Fresh balls for sure. And I don't know. That's pretty much it. It's a good time. Uh, and, by the way, you can uh, bring in like your backpack and they don't search you or anything like that. So, you know. If you want to get some booze in there, I don't think it's allowed, but I don't think anybody's going to know. And then uh, on top of that, if you want to bring your own food, you can bring your own food and snack and eat in there, you know. So just don't be an asshole about it and it won't be a problem. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. So that's Gen Con, dude. Anybody want to add anything? Anybody have any questions? No. No. That's pretty much it. All right. Let's see what we got here. Let's go ahead and get into some. Uh, let's get into some voicemails. We haven't talked about voicemails in a while. So, let's see what we got here. So I think we've already done the present for you. <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay, let's see what we got here. Hey, what's up, what's up guys? This is Shane. Uh, Facebook name is Clyde Stone. I've been hearing your, your stories about bears for quite a while and usually don't have time to call in, but I figured today I'd actually do it. 
So taken back, uh, man, you know, over 25 years ago, when I was a young nine-year-old boy, uh, my dad was real into horses. My dad, uh, he he would be considered a, a cowboy, you know, so to speak. Okay, I was thinking, like, he was like, when you say real into horses, you <laughs> don't know what that means until you've been to Gen Con and you've seen somebody dressed in a full-fledged horse horse outfit <laughs> with hooves replacing their hands and feet so that dude at gen con was real into horses your dad is amateur yeah. Shane. <laughs> this dude had a legit horse dick that he was carrying up with a tabard like which he was covering up with his like t- tabard but it was molded onto him so yeah your dad's kind of into horses so just letting you know shane <laughs> so i didn't get started riding until i was nine and he decided to buy me a a pony. My pony's name was Candy. So I get on Candy uh, and do some training, whatever. And then within, you know, probably two weekends, my dad's like, oh, let's go on a trail ride. So we get on, uh, we get into the Smoky Mountains and decide to take a whole weekend trail ride. So back to the bear part of it, over the course of the weekend, I think we pretty much saw nine bear. You know, I'm a nine-year-old. That's a little scary, let alone with a horse or actually pony that doesn't know what a bear is and is scared to death of it. She's about the size of a bear. Eh, not that small. But anyway, so we we end up riding, you know, our first trail ride for the for the weekend. And we go, let me tell you, it was probably five hours for the first ride. I don't know if any of you have ridden on a horse or an animal for a short amount of time. You can be kind of sore. Well, five hours, first, you know, first trail ride, being young, I had to walk probably multiple miles during that trip. So anyway, we're returning back to camp. We've been riding already five hours, and we've already seen four bears and two cubs. So we hit the mile marker. No joke. It says one mile back to camp, and all of a sudden, right in front of us, a bear steps out of the woods. When I say right in front of us, it was about 10 feet in front of us. So my dad being the cowboy that he is, he shuts his horse down. His horse just stands there. Me being the nine-year-old riding a pony that's scared of the animal that's half its size gets turned around, and it starts flying back up the mountain. So my pony's running as fast as it can back up the mountain. All I can think is, oh, my goodness, I'm leaving camp. I'm getting further away from camp. So my dad shut his horse down. He's yelling back at me, you know, turn the horse. So I learned a, a very, very valuable lesson that day. If you have a horse that's running, as fast as it can, or any animal for that fact, is running as fast as it can, especially if it's away from something because it's afraid. The quickest way to stop it is to turn its head. So you pull its head, it goes in circles, and it can no longer charge in the direction it was charging. So I thought that was kind of cool. A little life lesson that I used many times over the years when I became my own cowboy in my younger years. I've not ridden a horse in probably 15 years now. So anyway... So that was my story on the on the bear part. We get to camp that night, decide to eat some food. Dad cooks some. Okay, that's part one. And part two. Poor Candy, man. She's just scared of bears, as a horse should be. Hey, guys, this is Shane. This is the second part of that. So this part isn't necessarily part of the bear, but uh, this little raccoon story tied to it. That night, once we get back to camp, my dad cooks some steaks, and we sit down at the picnic table. You know, people camping nowadays seem to have lights everywhere, but back then, all we have was firelight. 
So I'm sitting at the table. My dad sits this big old steak in front of me. And uh, as my dad says it, uh, I sucked wind. So there was, I felt something. I'm nine years old. Not that big of a kid. I feel something climbing up my pants. And no joke, it feels like a freaking dog coming up my pants. And I look down, and I can't see anything because it's dark. And when I say it's dark, it's really dark. And out from underneath the table pops this big old fat raccoon. And I don't know that I've ever seen a raccoon that oh, fast. Oh, God. This thing puts its paws, fingers, hands, everything right on my chest and just looks up at me. Uh, another time that I was scared. That was, that was kind of hilarious. So nine years old, you got a raccoon in your lap. My dad ends up chasing it away. So clear off of that, that trip we saw, like I said, I think a total of nine bear, not including the cubs. I think we saw a total of four cubs during that trip. Uh, it was kind of interesting. So to another friend of mine who was a big, uh, uh, at the time, he, he was a big outdoorsman, big horseback rider. Uh, he went camping in the Great Smoky Mountains once again. And uh, he heard someone, he, he stayed in this horse trailer because that's an easy way to stay. You know, you got the front area where you can camp in and then go ride. Well, he hears something in the back of his trailer, and uh, his horse is actually tied up out of the tree. He believes somebody's back there trying to steal stuff. So he grabs his cast iron pot and decides to go back there and confront the thief. Well, he, tur- he gets around the back and turns on his flashlight and yells, and right there in the back of his horse trailer is a black bear. His cast iron skillet is in his hand, and the bear, no joke, swings and hits the cast iron pan and breaks it right at the handle. Either to say he runs, goes back around the, to the front of the trailer, and the bear flees from the area. So even if they're an animal and they're kind of small and they don't see quite so dangerous, they've got a lot of power behind them, and it's pretty cool. Anyway, a uh, ton of animal stories throughout my childhood, you know, going out in the woods on a horse. So anyway, hope this was fun. Either way, you guys have a good one. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> that bear goes, shit, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I broke it. Fuck. Get out of here. Shit. Oh, God, please don't yell at me, sir. Before I call the cops. Oh, God. <laughs> go, 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 go. Uh, good stories, man. That's like the most manly fucking like, camping you could do. Uh, right he, on... he thinks somebody is robbing yeah. them, so he's going to go take that cast iron pot and give them what's what. Yeah, exactly. Shane's dad sounds like a manly man. Shane, if you could send us a picture of your dad, I feel like uh, he'd your probably dad, look Tom like... Tom Selleck, Shane. <laughs> yeah, Tom Selleck. It, like. <laughs> it would pretty much just be like the guy on the skull cans. Like, just <laughs> angry as fuck. Just, oh, well, okay. Yeah. All right. Next up is a story as payment. Uh, this comes from Brett. It says, hi, Michael. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, almost fully caught up on episodes and loving the podcast. And I've listened to you guys all the way up in Yellowknife and all over Alberta, Saskatchewan, and British Columbia. The stories always make my days better. Puppygate is still one of the best stories I've heard, and Scott is ruthless with some <laughs> of the things he has seen and heard and told on the show. Uh, honestly, any shit story or military story, I love to hear. I have heard a couple uh, from my uncle who served in Afghanistan with the Canadian Armed Forces, and he doesn't have the same types. And he doesn't have the same types. Different, but not really podcast material. Oh, I don't think you know what <laughs> podcast material is, buddy. Try us. Try us. Bet. I have a not great story, but one that made me laugh growing up. 
Uh, you don't have to share it, but I'm going to use it to get some of the Kimmel Pewter help on a word barrel list, or at least where I should look for a list to build towards. Um, anyway, here's the great story, or here's the story, and I'm sorry for the wall of text. All right, let me get my yard out. Oh. Okay. Pop my neck. Okay. Growing up, my twin sister and I were in a special program through our school. It was called GATE, the Gifted and Talented Education. I was a GT student, too. Uh, basically, it got the smarter kids out of the normal class and into smarter class sizes, smaller class sizes, which was a benefit to us and the other kids because we tended to disrupt classes due to boredom. In grade 8 and 9, we had to join the local science fair as part of our class. We were given a free reign to do what project we chose to and given months to do it. Uh, but being normal kids, six of us didn't do in it in our grade 9 year. So instead, we got left behind while everyone went to the fair to show off their projects. We got left in the dumbest substitute teacher ever. We were given a little project of batteries and motors and fans with the goal to use the battery and to wire it to the motor and fan <sighs> to get it to spin. He's uh, so we go to the class. And the teacher's late. Being little shitheads like all kids, we locked her out of the room. School policy being that classrooms were to be locked once class started. That's just safety, man. <laughs> Anyways, after 10 minutes after class was supposed to start, she begins banging on the door trying to get in. We refuse to open the door or even acknowledge her knocking. <laughs> so she leaves to go get the principal to let her into the classroom. Oh, man, that's embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> Uh, once he lets her in, we're given a stern talking to about locking the teacher out of the room. We go back to hooking up as many batteries into sequence as we can, uh, about eight or ten, once we, look, once we looked around the room to get the fans to spin as fast as we can, goofing off and not doing whatever it was we were supposed to be doing. She leaves the fucking classroom. And, of course, us being little shits, lock her out again. <laughs> How Once, many times do I have to teach you this lesson? For real. <laughs> Once again, the principal unlocks the door and again gives us a stern talking to. Now we have grown bored of goofing off. And my, and my sister grabs a classroom hamster out of the cage and starts playing with him. The teacher, it turns out, is scared shitless of the hamster. And she told us that. So now she's being chased around the room and out the door by my sister with the hamster. Now, at this point, I should mention the teacher's fat, like really fat, and she waddles around like you would expect someone of her size, except she runs as fast as she can away from the hamster in terror. Needless to say, my mother got quite a phone call from the office that night, and we still tell the story because of how the phone call went. Hello, Miss So-and-so. Your son and daughter were the ringleaders of a group of classmates who were tormenting a substitute teacher today, and neither of them sees the problem with the lack of respect they show the teacher. And what are you going to do about it? this at home because they are really acting out? Her response? I don't see how this is a home problem. <laughs> if six 15-year-olds are tormenting a teacher, you should probably start hiring smarter teachers. <laughs> so, yeah. He says, I hope this makes you smile a little at least, and I understand it if you don't share it. As long as you tell Ryan to stay in his fucking lane. Pee hole to paint more of his shit. Seriously, awesome show. Thanks for doing it and getting us all hard for heresy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, fuck that teacher, dude. This one time we got an old as a substitute teacher, and uh, he was this really old man. And somehow somebody had the brilliant idea to let's make this old man think that he went deaf. And so everybody in the class would like mouth to each other, like 
we were talking, but we wouldn't make any noise. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and and this one girl walked up to him and like she mouthed like she was talking to him, and she's like, you know, blah blah blah, like mouth mouth mouth, and like points outside, and then just like walks out the class, but like she's super quiet with the door, so she leaves, and he's just looking at her. And looks at all of us, and we're all like mouthing like we're talking to each other. And he can't, he's like, can't figure out what's happening, dude. Like, this old man legitimately thought, like, he went <laughs> deaf. And so, I think, man, I, I feel like this was probably like when I was a junior or something like that. Like, we're pretty old already. And I feel like somebody took out their, I want to say it was like a blackjack, too. And they started playing this, like, really high pitch, like, and so they just like oh, put sweet. that on their desk and was just like playing that and this old man is just like what the fuck and, like slapping his ear like what the fuck's going on and we're all like just talking dude it was so fucked up we totally fucked that up. and then finally he goes huh <laughs> and then we all started talking again this old dude was like oh shit what happened like, where did i go i said are you all this right is, <laughs> hey hey this is baby shit this is all baby shit i'm not gonna name names because I don't know what the statute limitations of shit is on this, but I know someone that's put speed in the teacher's coffee. Oh, real speed. And <laughs> real speed. And that motherfucker left in an ambulance. <laughs> he uh, was running around about 9 million miles an hour in the class, like, thought he was having a heart attack. Like, fucking, it went south real fucking fast. <laughs> oh. Like, it went from funny to not funny uh, in a hurry. <laughs> But he's all right now. <laughs> he's fine. But yeah, took some speed without willing, without knowing. It was Dude, not I me. I would never. I would never give anyone drugs. Just to <laughs> make that clear, that this was one hundred percent. Well, it, no, it's not even <laughs> admitting to it. I would never do such a thing. But yeah, that's a real thing. We had a. We had a. Uh, a food processing teacher who basically just made us watch like PETA videos all day. <laughs> like the PETA videos that don't have the PETA logo on them. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, and so it was just like, she would just, like let us watch like animals just getting processed and shit. Like that was her class. And she was real big into ag. And so she would always take us to the back of the like ag hall because it's like she had shit to do, but she couldn't watch her <laughs> class at the same time. So we'd always have to like just ag sit hall. around <laughs> and like just do shit. And, uh, Anyway, she had this like she had this like extremely like long mullet, and like she had a she like legit had like a little baby fro that went into a mullet in the back, and so <laughs> dude, this one fucked up kid, he's dead now, but like no, <laughs> oh, I can't. Like, <laughs> this one fucked up kid who's dead now. <laughs> he did. He OD. He OD'd a long time ago. Bless his heart. But uh, uh, we're in this class. <laughs> We're in her class. <laughs> poor, poor sucks. <laughs> poor, poor some out. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck's wrong with us? <laughs> so we're sitting there in her class, right? And we're shearing these sheep, and she gives us these shears, and he legit goes, "Whoops!" It <laughs> just fucking goes up the back of her head, and she goes, "Chris, <laughs> Chris, like." <laughs> Like, he didn't just shear her head. She goes, you got, did you get me? Like, she was so fucking nice. <laughs> She's like, you, you, did you get me? Dude, like, le- legit, like, he sheared her fucking head. And I don't know if you realize, like, shears aren't, like, buzz cuts. Like, they aren't, like, cutters where they just, like, 
you know, give you that they're really fine blades that cut your hair softly. This like basically just like rips fucking hair out of your head. So she gets her like entire back Jufro just like, totally sheared off. And I'm like, oh my God. And she just said, did you get me? Did you get me? He's like, I'm sorry, Miss So-and-so. And she's like, oh, well, just, it happens. And I'm just like, how are you so nice, lady? Like, he just cheered you. Uh, I, 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 that class, man, that class was so fucking wild. I remember we had this kid that we called Turtle Kid in that class. Have I, have I feel like I've told this story before because like, this was like a – have I told you about Turtle Kid and the adventures of Turtle Kid? I don't think I've heard about Turtle Kid. Oh, man. So Turtle Kid was his – dude who wouldn't put shit in his locker he would just like straight up put everything in his backpack his backpack would be like like three foot like long like his backpack was massive he took every textbook every anime fucking book he was reading like this kid would have everything in his backpack the bell would ring and he would haul ass to the next class he would just like run to every class and the thing about the ag building is the ag building was away from the main campus it was like near our tennis course and shit like that it was its own separate buildings so he would run down this sidewalk just like along the parking lot just like with his little fucking this giant backpack and there was like we had like seven minutes of passing or something like that so there was no way you could be late like unless you're really fucking off or like you know uh, finger blasting your girlfriend or something like it's just insane like he like we, you could not be late turtle kid would just book it right and everybody looked at this guy like man dude like what are you doing dude like why are you so serious right now like just chill bud just chill and i remember for for one i remember one time specifically where (laughs) this guy remember those stink bombs where you'd press you'd crush the little thing the little capsule inside the stink bomb and it would like inflate and then pop and then spray all the stink shit like out it smell like rotten eggs, and like it was just like it stunk. Do you remember that? Did y'all have those? Like the like the ones you could get like at like a gag shop. Or yeah, something you like got them at gag shops. You got them at carnival stuff like that. Do you remember those? Did y'all have those? I had some that just popped. I didn't have any with like the stink, stink stuff in them. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you crush you you crush this little foil thing, and like there's so, like a smaller packet inside it, and it would make a chemical reaction that like created a little gas, and then it would just pop. It would explode. Well, I remember this one time. This dude was in the hallway. He crushed one of those threw it into the fucking classroom and it landed on that dude's desk. <laughs> and he, he was just looking at it and like, what is pop? And it like popped on him. <laughs> it just went pow. It like just like stunk like ass for the rest of the day. And it's like, oh, this poor dude. Like, fuck, dude. That fucking sucks. We had the hillbilly version of that where a guy just went and caught like five or six yellow belly catfish and went into the classroom before anybody got there and pushed the ceiling tile out of the way and just chucked them up there in the ceiling and then put the tile back. That. Yeah. That fucking stinks. It, that You're not getting rid of that smell. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds fucking awful. That, uh... <laughs> yeah. That room still smells bad. <laughs> to this day. Uh, so, anyway. So, yeah. It blew up on this kid, and I just remember he just goes, Oh, you stupid idiot! Like, that's what he said out loud. I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, that fucking sucked. Like, this kid's not going to catch a break in high school. And then uh, this one time, uh, he said, hey, you know, miss whatever, can I use the restroom? And, he, and she's like, yeah, I go use the restroom. She walks out. He walks out. And uh, it's like, this was at the beginning of class. And then, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes into class, she's like, where is, you know, Turtle Kid? I don't remember his name. And he's like, is he still in the restroom? And at the time, like, like I've always been the chill guy I am. So, like, you know, I'm not 
you know, I'm not a troublemaker or anything, so, like, teachers could trust me. And, like, Michael, can you go find fucking Turtle Kid? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I go to the restroom, and I look, and I go to open the door, and, like, as soon as I open the door, just, like, I, I noticed there was water at the door, but as soon as I open the door, like, a rush of water just comes out. And this kid is in there, and... I guess the toilet had like like the, like the urinal had started flooding and somehow the door locked on the side that I was on and the coach had locked the door. And so like by me opening, it was the only way he could get out. He was locked in the restroom as the toilet was flooding and the flooding got bad enough to where like it was flooding fast enough to where it was able to get past just the low crack in the door. And like, it was wet, like don't get me wrong. And so as soon as I open it, like two inches of water just goes and like his like pants are flooded like up to their like shins and he just sit there crying and I'm like, Oh, turtle kid! <laughs> like, <laughs> you just God went damn to the turtle kid. Like, you could fuck up a wet dream, turtle kid. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael just described the entire first season of an ABC Family show. That's all that I know. <laughs> it was rough, dude. That poor kid. I remember I looked at like I'm like, what did you do? And I like saw all these like paper towels stuffed inside the toilet at the top and i was like why would you do that he's like no i was doing that to try and stop it because it was starting to flood and i'm like oh my god you've been in here for 40 minutes of like a toilet flooding on you like how does this happen to somebody in high school man like oh it's so bad poor turtle kid he's fine though it's a rough break (laughs) yeah he works at a mexican restaurant in town cool i saw him the other day he's doing all right (laughs) did you bring this they're doing all right in this world (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's that's the that's the. I have more stories of Turtle Kid, but I don't want to. We'll, we'll talk about them some other time. So, either Scott's way, Scott's got to go. Okay, so Scott Scott had to drop off, guys. Uh, now, and actually, Derek, we lost Derek in the process too. Within that millisecond there that you were listening, we lost that millisecond the- that was forty over forty eight hours. <laughs> yeah, the magic of of editing there. This has been the cursed episode of, hey, we'll just finish this. Oh, Ryan gets called into work. Hey, we'll just finish this. Oh, this bullshit happens and Ryan gets stunk at Bloomington or wherever. So <laughs> Michael's been patient with me. <laughs> it's been all right. It's been good. So anyway, we're going to ask answer these questions that we got from you guys over the emails. Uh, guys, if you have questions you want to send in, you can send them into Michael at Warhammer30k.com. Ryan at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, or Scott at Warhammer30k.com, or you can hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, RadioFreestVan.com, and, well, I'm sorry, RadioFreestVan. I guess we have RadioFreestVan.com as well, um, but and that goes straight to our Facebook page, so, and so does RFI30k. Okay. I, I forgot that we don't have, we have that, like. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, so. Ryan, you have some questions that came in from the old listeners there. What have you got? So we got one from Stefan. Uh, he says, I was wondering if you could send me a link to the website that you use to get magnets from. I remember you mentioned it a couple times before on the podcast, but I couldn't find the episodes it was mentioned in. Uh, usually I would just buy some through Amazon, but I'm going to need some super strong magnets in multiple sizes as I'm planning on magnetizing the arms, torso, and head of a Warhound Titan. Thank you for the excellent podcast. The episode on the FAQ was great, and all the list-building advice has really helped me out. Uh, thank you, Stefan, for listening. So, basically, 
I just sent him to K&J Magnetics. So their website is www.kjmagnetics.com. And I told him they sell different grades, which are strengths in quotations, of yes. magnets. Yes. You want these, if you want the strongest, you want to get N52 grade. And then I sent him a direct link to the N52 grade part of their catalog. If you go to their product section, there's literally like on their drop down where you can go to products, there's one that says N52 magnets. Just click N52 and then scroll down and find the size you want. And sometimes, like, you'll look like, for example, like the 3 sixteenths by 132nd. You look at it and it says a dollar forty, and you're thinking, "Holy shit, that's an expensive little magnet." If you look in the little drop-down box by the price, that's for a pack of ten. So they're actually fourteen cents a pop. Yeah. So, and also, if you hit that little drop-down box, the more you buy, the cheaper they get per pack of ten. So, like, if you buy like a hundred or whatever, it gets cheaper. Uh, so, just don't freak out on the price. Just reread it several times and make sure. Because you're you're likely buying a pack if it seems too expensive, not just one magnet. Mm, mm, that's helpful. Is there anything stronger than N52? And by the way, the difference between, what is it, N35 and N52 is substantial. <laughs> like, yeah. It is substantial. I don't know if there is something stronger than N52, and if there is, I don't know that you would want it. <laughs> like, it's already, like, I've... I've fucked up and put magnets on my dark age models like magnetized arms and they're like a, a resin model and then i literally can't get them off without snapping the arm like it, the arm will like break off the elbow joint before the magnet breaks free and i'm like well that's a problem because i've <laughs> used too strong a magnet like it'll spin it'll spin all day long you can do the windmill attack on your opponent like a cartoon but trying to get it off this way you just snap i'm like ah god damn it so <laughs> I think I put some N35. I think I think it's N35. It's like N35, N50, and N52, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing there's got to be like some sort of like mathematical scaling where it's like every one. It's like the decibel reading where it's like two times the past one or something like that. I don't know. Something You're insane. way overthinking it. It's yeah. the higher numbers, the stronger. Just get the 52s. Yeah. N35 is weak as shit is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Yeah, and N fifty is also pretty damn weak too when you compare it to N fifty two. N fifty two is really strong. So, um, the next one is that's the magnet one. Let me. I'm gonna erase these as I go. So. Uh, so we got one from Joseph. He says, Howdy, Ryan. Got to represent North Dakota 30K. Love the podcast and always happy to hear about the list folks are asking about. Writing in today with a question concerning an early Crusade Legion list, armed primarily with Volkite. Feel free to get to this whenever you have a chance. Which Legion's rules do you think are the most synergistic with the Volkite Chargers and Volkite Caval Cavalier Calivers stat lines? Mm -hmm. I got my ass handed to me by some Night Lords that were using Volkite Cavaliers, but that was my well, sister's Well, that's assignment. true. So the thing with Night Lords are the guys who can get them, the terror squads, have preferred enemy infantry. Yep. So if you put, if you put the chargers on all the terror squad dudes, 
they have preferred enemies, so they can reroll ones to hit and ones to wound at range, which is pretty good. Now that's only with chargers. Um, I think Sons of Horus would be good because you get the plus one ballistic skill for being close, and you can put them on Reavers. Yep. Um, which you can also get those guys as troops. So that's and then also because Volkites are assault, you can shoot the crap out of them with those Reavers and then assault right afterwards, and also Reavers can get jump packs. So you can have, like, where you move 12, then shoot the shit out of them with chargers from super close range, then assault, and then get your dirty fighter rule on the back end to get your bonus attack with Reavers. So that's pretty good. Um, anything with sorcery fuckery? Like, um, word bearers? I mean, really anybody, but legions that get more dice than usual like Woodbearers or thousand suns because you can do a lot of the divination shenanigans like cast the power on them where every hit against the enemy unit counts as rending and you have rending volkite Blech. so i mean that goes with any weapon but it, it's especially nasty there and then obviously also with divination you can twin link all that where you're re-rolling to hit um I can't really... Can you think of any other Legion rules that give you bonuses to hit? Uh, decapitation Strike for Raven Guard. Gives you preferred enemy independent character, which now in the new rulebook means... Right, as long as there's one independent character in a unit, you get those attacks against the entire unit. Yep. You can also do it with uh, Black Shields. Black Shields has a Rot by War that's the same way. That... Um, your sergeant, I believe, gets preferred enemy character, or gets preferred enemy character, or something like that. Or maybe it's only in a, maybe it's only in close combat. I don't know. I have it right in front of me. Anyway, look into that. I don't. I, it may only be close combat. I'm not going to drag my book out. Just look at the black shields. Read through the rot by war. Find the one that gives you preferred enemy, and see if it's shooting, or close combat only. But if it's shooting, it'll work just like the Raven Guard one. Or that, or uh, the Night Lord one. I would say so. Sons of Horus, because you can put Volkite on multiple things, and the Sons of Horus thing's a Legion wide rule, and then Thousand Sons, because obviously psychic powers can be cast on any unit. I would say those are the two primary ones. You could also do Word Bearers if you took Lorgar. You can just pick your powers, so you can guarantee, and he gets divination, so you can just guarantee that you get the one that gives you the rending. And then the same thing with Thousand Sons, if you took Aramon, because he just gets all knows all the divination powers. Yep, that'd be super brutal. Just have a bunch of Thousand Sons running around Volkite. And then... Yeah. 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 It'd be a way to play him that would be strong, but you could maybe avoid Magnus and Sekhmet and not make people mad. Yeah. I have a feeling like Dark Angels might have some stuff coming out that would help them with Volkite, but we're not sure. There's no way to know. Oh, well, the they have that one right of war with the... Looky here. Getting food. Oh, my goodness. Pass some of that through the screen, please. And a big old mm, Look at this. Oh, something. shit. Spilt it. Ah, it's burning my dick. Here, move that microphone. <laughs> I wish Holy you could shit. all see what was going on right I now. I have a birthmark on the head of my penis now from fucking this noodle soup. I think it went in the pee hole. We might have uh, problems. We sucked poison out. 
suck the poison out. Damn it. God damn it. Uh, that's never worked, by the way, just for the folks at home. Um, Some dude at home is like, well, I'm still going to try. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, I am at him. I try it all the time, too. Uh, now I'm going to slurp soup in the microphone as I eat it. Um, so, Dark Angels. Dark Angels Ride of War. Yeah. Oh, Dark Angel, the Ride of War with the tanks. What's that called? The uh, Iron... No, not Iron... Uh, Iron, Iron Wing. Wing. Yeah. Yeah. They have a rule that if you're within like 12 or 15 inches and you're shooting with a strength 5 weapon, uh, you get plus 1 to wound. So that's very helpful. So you'll be yeah. getting on 2s? Uh, you got your on... book? You got your book to check that out? I'm cool. pretty sure that's accurate. Retribution? Yeah. We can pull it up real quick. It's a... Uh... I mean, but the the strength of a Volkite's already pretty high. Well, it's five. Oh, it's strength five. Yeah, you're right. So it would you would wound on threes, and this gives you plus one to wound, which would make you wound on twos. Yeah, that's just for everybody. I'm pulling up right now. It's gonna take a minute. Yeah, because I mean that works on your bolters and everything, but and also that right of war is supposed to center around um, early Crusade Legion tactics. That I mean, it specifically says that in the the fluff wise for what he's wanting to do that would probably be the best one spot the fuck on if yeah. it works for assault weapons I'm pretty sure I think it's any weapon that's strength 5 uh, or less on an infantry model but it might be rapid fire I don't know we'll have to look pulling it up right now page 266 of retribution listen to this this is a delicious grilled cheese sandwich yeah. Mm. While I'm looking this up, I will say that uh, it's something that I, st- I had discussed with all of our Patreons whenever I discovered it, but it's not something I've ever discussed on the show, which was the the perfect way to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh it's yeah. To slice yourself off, you know, like when you get a when you get a thing of butter, it's got all the lines on there that show you like cut here for a tablespoon of butter or whatever. So, yep. so let's say you wanted to make two grilled cheese sandwiches because you're an adult male and you're not going to eat one sandwich. And so you go in there, you want two of these, you get four slices of ham, or I'm sorry, sorry, four slices of bread, two slices of cheese, two slices of ham if you're feeling a little crazy with it. And then you go okay. get yourself a stick of butter, cut down each one of those little tablespoon, those tablespoon things, Yeah. get your big old pan, put it on there, and then put the bread directly on top of it. Bam. Like bread directly on top of the 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 little tablespoon of butter you just put down. Then you just put down your other fours, your other four, and then put your cheese on top of it. You don't butter the pan beforehand normally. I don't. I was taught. Yeah, I don't butter the pan. I was always taught to butter the bread, which is the most trash way of ever. No, what? So the way my wife showed me, because I never learned to cook growing up, and I was like. Hey, just show me how to make grilled cheese. I can get by with just grilled cheese if you died. I could just eat that. It would be good. It looks simple. So she does it exactly like you're talking about, but she just drops the butter into the pan and then moves it around where it melts a little bit in oh, the yeah. pan. And then, you put the, and then you put the sandwich in there, and then you slide the sandwich around in the pan, and it slathers the butter all over the bread while it's cooking. So, yeah, I've done that before. I've definitely done that before. 
I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, the butter directly on... It's probably a lot of butter per bread ratio. Like, it's probably unhealthy as fuck. But it's guaranteed to be a perfect grilled cheese. Like, like you'll want to take a picture of this grilled cheese once you've made it. I promise. I promise. I, I, I changed some people's lives in our Patreon chat because they went and did it. Okay. But anyway, anyway, I, I felt like it was necessary... I gotta move my webcam because I'm talking to you on the screen, and you're actually like my eyes wouldn't be looking at you. There we go. That's better. No, I, oh, hold on. That's not better at all. All I can see is your mouth. That's all you need to see, buddy. There you we look go. like you look like all my Dave Taylor pictures at the Michigan GT because he photobombed all my photos and he got down at table level, but all you see is Dave Taylor from here down. You just see his mouth on the, at on all my Michigan GT photos. You just see Dave Taylor from nose to chin over the edge of the table in, like, every photo. That's all you need. That's all you need. And you could just tell it's Dave Taylor. <laughs> you just know it's him. You I know it's him. I don't know if other people. <laughs> his family. I'm like, hey, look, there's Dave Taylor's teeth in my picture. <laughs> so, anyway, Iron Wing Protocol. Uh, so, it does not work for assault weapons. Uh, it has to be range 12 or less. Any infantry model using the Rite of War adds plus one to their wound roll when using pistol, rapid fire, and salvo weapons. With strength five or less, so it can't be um, pistol, rapid fire, or salvo. Yeah, so volkite wouldn't work. No volkite. So the only one that would work would be the serpenta, the little pistol. So I guess you could do a veteran squad with a serpenta on every guy. Yes, and I mean it's a serpenta, so you'll guaranteed you're going to be less than twelve inch range. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, see, I'm glad we looked that up because I was just going off the top of my head. I I was used to using it with bolters because most people just have bolters. Um, so yeah, that probably wouldn't be great. I would say Sons of Horus, Night Lords, or Psychic if you can guarantee divination powers. So like Thousand Sons or Word Bearers. Wow, that'd be really cool if like okay, so like let's say you're gonna go with like with veterans with a bunch of serpentas. And let's say you want to outflank them. That, okay. That with seems, Stalker? Yeah, with Stalker. That seems like a lot of fun, you know? It's just not a yeah. lot of shots. No, it would just be 10 shots. 10 You're shots. Only, I mean, all you get is wounding from going from wounding on threes to wounding on twos. It's not. Like, you'd be better off really probably just using your bolter that they come with and double tapping with your bolter. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Not very much synergy there. The Night Lords one works good because you get to shoot all the Volkite, and then when you whittle them down, and then you charge in, you get your bonus uh, weapon skill and to wound, which is good in close combat because you outnumber. And then the same thing with the Sons of Horus one because you'll outnumber with the Dirty Fighter. I don't even know if you have to outnumber. You just have to have something that doesn't strike at initiative one, which if you're just using uh, like guys with Volkites or whatever, they're not going to have anything unwieldy except maybe on the sergeant so yeah bummer how's i gonna see i stick by my choices you, if you're just wanting to run nothing but the big ones what are the calvaries the, the calvaries the, col the culverins oh culverins yeah i guess imperial fists because they get tank hunter so you could just mulch fucking anything armor 12 or less so like Box dreads or anything like that. Box dreads, flyers. Um, people are like, well, flyers, you have to snapshot at them. I'm like, yeah, well, they shoot 40 fucking times. 
so <laughs> you're going to get smits. <laughs> that poor pilot. That <laughs> poor, poor yeah. pilot. Zap! Yeah, another strength six re-rolling because of Tank Hunter. Um, is, that, is that a light show, guys? They didn't tell us we are going to fly into a light show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a cool question. What else you got? Um, this one? <laughs> Here's one. God damn it. Llewellyn, I'm so sick of this question. Hey, guys. I'm building my Death Guard army. Would like to include some destroyers. Ugh. I know they're expensive and are tough to get mileage out of, but I'd like to include some in the army nevertheless. Any suggestions on tactics or loadouts for destroyers? All right. Here we go. Hold on to if your you're looking shoes, at it, boys. If you're looking at it from pure rule standpoint, just pure rules, not hobbying, not modeling, not fluff, not whatever, these guys are fucking terrible. They're one of the worst units. So... If somebody, if you were doing something and all you cared about was winning, competitive, whatever, but one of the stipulations was you had to include a destroyer squad, the way you use them is to take the smallest squad they have at the cheapest points and not give them any fucking upgrades so that you spend the least amount of points possible on this shitty do-nothing unit that will do nothing for you. <laughs> just being honest. So, that's so I'm just throwing that out there. So that's that's how you use them from a if you were forced to use them from a actual tabletop tactical standpoint, that's how you use them. <laughs> if you're just wanting to use them for a modeling whatever standpoint, but you don't want to dig yourself a fucking hole that you cannot get out of, here's what you have to do. You cannot listen re, I'm repeating this. You cannot put other quote unquote slack in your list. What I mean by that is you can't run like, oh, I'm going to run destroyers and I'm also going to run these three other terrible units. You know what I mean? You can't. This is this is your daily allotment of terrible fucking units in the list. All right? That's how bad they are. They, you're digging a very deep hole. They don't fucking score. They can't score objectives. They don't really kill anything more than assault marines kill anything, which isn't a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, they don't get melt bombs. So... They're not very good anti-tank. They're only anti-infantry, which most other things do. They don't really do anything for you. Like, they don't add anything to a list. So, the only thing they have unique are rad grenades, which are other better, cheaper ways to get them. So, you could technically, you could obviously, if you can use that where you're charging them and something else... Because when they lower the tough, when they lower the strength, or sorry, when they lower the toughness of other units with the rad grenades, it's not just against them. It's just lowered for that turn. So if you can combo charge with them and something else, you can get that benefit. But you're talking, you're paying essentially at that point, like, you know, between what 175 and like 400 fucking points for a rad grenade mm. bonus. So. I mean, if I would just, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know. I get questions on how to fix them, how to use them. I don't, Forge World just needs to write new fucking rules for them. I don't know other than that. That's not my job. I have no control over that. 
So because like because you're saying if you're gonna field this, absolutely you get no slack for the rest of your army. Well, okay, like, so that's you... a pretty harsh statement. I'm just, I have to throw that out there because I mean people are varying skill levels. Yeah. Right. So, and they also play like some like my group. We don't we play fairly harsh lists, but we don't like go fucking overboard. Like nobody here is running around with fucking custodes and Magnus and fucking. All this silly shit that are like people you hear about every once in a while. Yeah. We don't actually see that here very often, if at all. And if we do see it, it's like somebody's like, "I'm going to try this, and if it's as bad as I think it will be, I, w- you know, I just want to try it." You know, everybody knows it's not like the stealth cheese. They're like, they're literally like, "I'm bringing this. Let's see if it's as bad as we think it is." And usually it is. Um. So it really just depends, but I have to put that caveat out there because when people ask these questions, I've never, you know, I've never played a game with Llewellyn. I don't know how good he is and I don't know what, how, you know, what his group runs, you know what I mean? So I just don't want to, when people write in and they ask me these questions, I mean, I just have to give it to them straight. I don't want to like, I'm not trying to send you into battle with a slingshot, you know what I mean? (laughs) Not trying to make you go buy a squad of destroyers, telling you you can make them work. And then I, questions like this are always hard because then you know then I answer them like this and answer them brutally, and then you get messages online like, "Oh, that Ryan over RFI is such a dick cheese. All he cares about is fucking winning and cheesy shit." And it's like, you obviously don't know me or have never seen because like this, like half these lists that I build, even if they are mean, I'll I say it on the show. This is pretty mean. Be responsible with it. Start here. If you're killing everybody, back it down. And also, I've never taken any of that shit. I don't own quad mortars. I don't own a Leviathan. I don't, like, I have a Leviathan. I've never played any of that shit. I played against it all the time. But I'm building a Leviathan for my word bearers, that demon Leviathan Scott's begging me to build. That'll be the first one that I will ever have used. So, I'm just throwing that out there. But I'm trying to think of, like, other... Like, what are some other no-no units that we get? Oh, so, like, don't run. Like, here's my three breacher squads, and I'm going to put destroyers in, too. Like, that kind of shit. That's, you can't do that. You're you're literally spotting your opponent, like, an 800-point advantage. <laughs> oh, my God. What about a Mortat? Since, you know, you're already there. Now I mean, it is the only squad wounds. he can join, but... I mean, you know me, I'm not... That's a pretty one-trick pony. And also, I don't... Like, they've, like, put so many nerfs on the fucking Plasma one. It's ridiculous. Like, they released it originally, and it was just dumb as fuck. And everybody knew it was going to be dumb as fuck. So then, of course, in typical Games Workshop faction fashion, they knee-jerk reaction to it, and then stuck literally, like, three fucking nerfs on it. Now it's totally the opposite, where it's beyond pointless to even attempt to use it. There's apparently no middle ground. And it took them three iterations of the rules just to figure out that all you have to do is just, ch- like, instead of, like, doing the chain fire where it's a fucking giant paragraph, all you have to do is change it to where this guy treats pistols as, like, assault five. <laughs> Boom, done. That's all we had to do from the beginning. But the problem is they finally did that, but then they left in where he has to recharge for, like, where he can't fire the next turn, and he can't fire Overwatch, and he can't charge, 
and he also overheats on a one or a two, and any overheats make it stop, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't need all that. Fucking get rid of all that. Throw it all out. Throw all that garbage away, and just say, in the hands of a Moritat, pistols count as assault, and then whatever you want to make it. Four through six is my suggestion. <laughs> That's all you need. That's it. It doesn't need anything else. But once again, I'm in the realm of talking to a brick. I mean, it's only been out for like five fucking years and it's not been figured out. So whatever is what it is. I, I can't, I can only do what I can do, which is nothing. Make fun of it on this show. That's all I can do. <laughs> so no more attack in Llewellyn's destroyer squad. I mean, he can, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm just wondering Depends if you would think play, that like, is if he's that playing like blood angels? Slack? Is he playing blood angels? If he's playing blood angels, then yeah, I guess. Cause you can put the melted pistols on there. That one's worth a fuck. Salamanders are the only other people who get melted pistols and they can't have destroyers or more attacks. I'm game. Blood Angels Mortat is a go. Put him in some destroyers. He'll have ablative wounds and, you know, the most expensive extra wounds you'll ever pay for in your life. Yep. But if you just absolutely, and I don't know, and I don't, we better just move on. I'll get myself in trouble. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, bud. If you're gonna, if you're dead set on running a squad, just make it as fucking cheap as you can. That's fair. I mean, that's the advice people ask for. Yeah, they are cheaper. So it sucks because I say that, but you still may want to take a ten man squad, just because a five man squad will. I mean, they're probably going to do nothing for you anyway, but a five-man squad's 100% going to do nothing, and they do get cheaper on the back end. And if you buy jump packs for them, why they are 75 fucking points for backpacks for that unit, I have no idea. But if you do buy them jump packs, you definitely don't want to buy it for a five-man unit because you pay that set points cost regardless of the size of the unit. Okay. But I personally would probably run, if you just absolutely have to run them, fuck, eight. They really need they really need to be in an assault vehicle, which sucks, because the only assault vehicle is a Land Raider, which is also a fucking meh vehicle. It's not the a huge fucking hole like Destroyers, but trust me, I have a Death Guard army now where I run five of them, and frustration is the kind word I use when playing a Land Raider. It's like, oh, I'm glad I spent 250 points on this so I can shoot two last cannons that maybe do something every other turn. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just one of those things, man. You take them, and then they require so much other support around them just to get them to be functional, and they're already bad to begin with, and they don't really do anything, and you're like, the fuck? Next thing you know, you got hundreds of points tied up into making this unit kind of work. So if that didn't convince you not to run that unit, Llewellyn, <laughs> I don't know what will. At this point, you're already sold. If you continue on it beyond this, you've already yeah. made your Well, he decision. says he wants to run because he, he wants, like, he says he gets it. They're expensive, whatever. So if you're absolutely going to run them, I would say run a 10-man unit. Uh, may give the fucking sergeant artificer armor and a power weapon. Stop there with the upgrades. Don't fucking spend a bunch of points on them. 
and then try to get them in a Land Raider because, uh, well, some type of an assault vehicle, preferably a Land Raider because it's the cheapest assault vehicle, even though it's still fucking expensive. And use them to try and use like... them to assault infantry and do the exact same fucking thing assault Marines would do at like half the points. And are you are you thinking about using them as like a uh, like a complementary unit to another unit that's really good at assault or? Yeah, I mean, but if see that's the thing, especially in Death Guard, because Death Guard already have the reaping, which if that's the right of worries running, you can get fucking rad grenades on every unit for like ten points anyway. So then these guys don't even really do the one thing that they do unique, which is have rad grenades. Well, the question's been answered. I think it's fair. I think it's a fair assessment of destroyers. And I think you were actually a lot nicer to them than you usually are. So, good for you today. Just saying. But definitely no jump packs. They're too well. I don't. <laughs> they're just so fucking expensive. I think the Blood Angel Ride of War. I can't remember if it's only troops or if it's all jump packed equipped units that can come in turn one i can find out i think it's all if it's all jump packed equipped units if he's playing blood angels once again you could do the more attack and jump packs and at least they would come in turn one only to die to the new fucking stupid fucking augury scanners that are five points also true so, page 258 of Retribution. Glad I had it here. Okay, so I'm guessing you're talking about the Day of Revelations Rod of War. Uh, yeah. Jump infantry squads, which are part of this detachment, uh, must arrive yeah, via deep strike on the first turn of the game. And do not need to roll for reserves. So, yeah. So, if you're playing Blood Angels, you can get your Meltamore attack, give them the jump pack. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't lie to them. The Moratat has a special rule called... Uh, mm. This unit needs to be nerfed to oblivion even more than it already fucking is. He can't take advantage it of benefit. it. Yeah. Never mind. Well, then you could just take your... Uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> just You can just deep strike turn <laughs> one. Yeah, just deep strike. Come in turn one. And is the Inferno pistol... Can anybody? Yeah. It replaces a Volkite Serpenta. Uh, no, it replaces Plasma Pistol. Oh, Plasma Pistol. Okay. The Hand Flamer replaces the Volkite Serpenta. Okay. And any model. It doesn't have to be a character itself. So are you putting Inferno yeah. Pistols on no. the, the Destroyers? Both the, both the Serpenta and the fucking Hand Flamer are both equally useless weapons. What about the Inferno Pistol? The Inferno Pistol's good. So you can put that on, because you can give your... Oh, can you give any of the destroyers positive pistols or no? I don't know. I don't either. That's a that's another question. Oh, fuck, let's just make this unit 600 points, even though we told him not to spend any points on it. <laughs> I like how we're talking about it. Though. Like, this conversation is one that I'd never... Yeah, I like it. that we've wasted everybody's time and parts of their life they will never get back talking about maybe the worst generic unit in all of Horse Heresy. I also like how this is like one of those situations where I just like keep pushing your buttons. Like, 
how many knights would it take to take a warlord down? Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't think I'm not aware. I don't think that I would like to get away, but just physically can't do it. <laughs> what about plasma pistols being converted over to inferno pistols? E- even if you, even if you fucking do this, I'll be like, I don't want to talk about it. It's dumb as fuck. And then like, I'll think, sit and think about it for the next two hours, and then I'll message you like two hours later and go, okay, I didn't want to think about it, but I did anyway. Here you go. <laughs> this is exactly the points cost is going to cost. This is why it's not efficient. Okay, let's see what we got. We got so one in every five can have a plasma pistol, which could then be an infernal pistol. And it's a single plasma pistol, or it's dual plasma pistols. They exchange one of their bolt pistols for one of the following. Okay, so they would get one melt again, which one melt pistol and one bolt pistol, and then that would be. And then they couldn't charge the unit that came out of whatever they just destroyed either. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, that you can charge if you kill a rhino, you can attra- you can assault the guys that were inside. So that's good, especially if they have jump packs. Move in. Mol- melt a melt a pistol. Opens up. People fall out. So charge. a ten man unit of these fuckers is two hundred and fifty points. Oh yeah, every that's bit. That's with no upgrades. Every bit. <laughs> <laughs> then, if you give them jump pack, they're 325 points with no upgrades other than jump packs. Oh, yeah. So you're paying 32.5 points a guy for a fucking assault marine with an extra bolt pistol and rad grenades. And counterattack. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's fucking awful. And then, what, 15 points? That'd be 30 more points for a couple of... Uh... Melta Inferno pistols there. Yeah, so that'd be what we're at three twenty five. So, so three fifty five. Three fifty five. So you're at thirty five point five points a model. Ooh, ooh, now you're talking. Now you're talking to me. Fast. So now they squad. now they cost terminators. So you could have fucking ten terminators. <laughs> you're gonna have like a really good unit that's mediocre at combat and. Like I mean, a, at least in Blood Angels. See, that's the other, in Blood Angels you get the rad grenade bonus that stacks with the natural plus one to wound. So they do wound on twos. I was just thinking that. So like, so you know so, what else wounds on twos? You know what? Fuck Terminators, Power Fist. Yeah, and the, they ignore armor. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But they do strike last. So now you're having what three attacks apiece on the charge whenever they're coming in. So you're gonna get woohoo! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. You're getting 30 attacks, wounding on twos, hitting on fours, though, which is horrible. I don't know, man. It's it's not great, but I think I think we've probably established what the best possible situation is. Like, the very, very situational... Okay, okay. You know, you know how you have a trash can, and you put your trash bag in it, and sometimes the trash bag, like, wants to float up from the bottom... Yeah. And you need something like to weight it down to keep that fucking trash bag liner in the trash can. Yes. That's the best use of destroyers. <laughs> it's to just make sure that your your trash bag stays at the bottom. It's fair. This was a good conversation. This was a productive conversation towards the destroyers. Some like ten people are gonna put these in their list now and they're gonna send them to you and says, You said that this is a viable unit. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Started the conversation with, you know, if you have to take these, somebody put a gun to your head, 
just take the minimum amount with no upgrades and ended the conversation with their best use is to weigh down a trash bag. Yeah, that's um, 100% endorsement on my part. If your great-grandmother on her, like, 96th birthday on your, like, decided to give you these as a gift and said she wanted to see how pretty you could paint them and wanted to see you play with them, this is how you should do it <laughs> before she nope. passed. I would start... I would start a Black Shields army, and I would use the models as fucking Marauders, <laughs> because the Marauders can have two bolt pistols, and I would actually have a decent fucking unit. That's exactly what I would do, because no. Grandma won't know the difference between a fucking Destroyer and a Marauder. All you, don't right. know, you don't know nothing about Momo and what she knows. You and know. then she gave me any lip, I'd fucking <laughs> just slap that real naked choke on and go, go to sleep, Grandma. Just go to sleep. <laughs> just go to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. If you want your grandma choked out, Ryan's got you. <laughs> he'll do. He'll do what you don't have the balls to do. <laughs> Michael's trying to get me shoot soup out my nose. Okay. Oh, fuck. Well, there you go, Llewellyn. Well, Hopefully that helps. Long time listener and long time writer, Llewellyn. Yep. He's I've, fucking awesome. So much better at saying your name now, as long as Ryan says it first. Llewellyn? Yeah, because I just, I basically just Why is it coast, hard to say? I just coast off of what you said. Because I can't read it right. Like, I don't, I guess I have some disability where, like, I can't put that, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't. He looks at the name, like, you're like a, what's that fucking old movie, Mystery Men? That's your special power. When you look at the word Llewellyn, your fucking brain reorganizes the letters. That's what happens. I don't, I can't, I can't read it. And then Ryan says it, and I was like, oh yeah, Llewellyn. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's a side effect of your brain tumor. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> I do. I think about that all the time. I, yeah. Everything. Everything that, like, is a little bit squirky, you know? It's like, somebody's like, oh yeah, no. Oh, you couldn't smell that's that? That's because they fucking went in and, uh, Dug this fucking marble out of my head, just like Total Recall style in the mirror. Yeah, like when somebody's like, "You don't smell that? Kind of, kind of smells funky." No, I don't. It's probably my brain tumor. Probably, it's yeah, probably, probably my brain tumor. I walk around and just constantly taste fucking peanut butter and jelly all day, even though I'm not eating peanut butter and jelly. It's a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. By the way, I'm glad we can laugh about your brain cancer. Sorry. Oh God, it was definitely just... not cancer. Don't even say that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. So yeah. So what else have we got? What's next on the list? Um, let's see. Game. Let's see. Oh, here's one. Hey Ryan, I was hoping to get your advice on how to best take on Mechanicum list using White Scars. Um, that's a rough matchup. We'll get to why. The list I I see all contain the usual strong units that Mechanicum players bring. Vulturax, Castellax, Secutarii, etc. Sounds like Mechanicum players are dicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some counters to a Mechanicum force? How do you usually handle these strong lists? Take out their scoring units first. Well, they usually don't have any scoring units, or very few. Uh, focus down their bigger firepower, etc. So here's the thing with Mechanicum. If you really sit and think about it, they have some pretty decent close combat units. Pretty decent, but none of their close combat units are what I would consider elite for their points. Mm-hmm. I'd say Ursaracs are the closest things, and then they obviously have 
a few nasty characters like Scoria. But, like, Castellax, if you charge them, aren't really that great in combat. They're two attacks at weapon skill three, so they're typically only going to hit you one time, you know? And they're only strength six, and I think if you give them the power blades, they go to seven. So that's not going to, like, double you out or ignore your feel no pain on a marine. Right. So they're they're not, like, super hard to defeat in close combat. Um then white scars, they get a lot of like AP two at strength five. If you uh, add initiative, if you start throwing in the fucking glaives on all the sergeants and shit, the and you can also put melt bombs on a lot of the white scar units, like bike, like the outrider bikes that they can get as troops all have melt bombs, shit like that. So it's kind of a weird matchup though, because if you take a lot of those more expensive units like bikes and uh, jet bikes and things like that. The Mechanicum has a shitload of stuff that either ignores cover, makes you re-roll cover, or gives negative modifiers to cover. Right. Like the gen site, like gen site or the enhanced targeting array or the fucking plasma mortar or anything like that. Just fuck your jink all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit annoying. So, I mean... I don't know, man. You just have to try different things. You got to keep in mind that most of them are high toughness, but most Mechanicum things outside of a Thanatar um, and characters only have a three-up save, like Castellax and shit. Yep. Um, and there's a, I believe there's a rule for the Patrica Domina, whatever, where you can join the character to a Castellax unit, where you can always choose to shoot the robots instead of the character. I think that's the case. I'm like 90% sure. I have. I don't have the mechanic book. Do you have the mechanic book? No, not on me. No. Not even on my phone. Uh, I, I mean, that's, I have it on. that's understandable, though. But, I mean, low armor save, like, I, I guess shittier armor or just space marine armor is a good point that you bring up. And if it's specifically white scars, the Chagorian Brotherhood, isn't it all your heavy weapon squads can outflank they have to outflank yeah they have to outflank i mean so that's but, what i was thinking was javelins like javelins are fairly cheap yeah and they have the twin linked crack missile launcher that will hit most mechanicum units on a two because they're uh strafing run strafing run and then they also and, can take uh uh hunter killer missiles too right so you could take like a unit of javelins and shoot, what, three twin-linked Cyclones hitting on twos with re-rolls, and then you're wounding the Castellex on threes because it's strength eight versus... Uh, toughness seven. Toughness seven. And then they they their armor saves ignored, so they're only getting a cover save if they get that, or their uh, invul, which is a five-up. So you can throw it, and then, like you said, the Hunter Killers, you can put two... Is it 200 killers yeah, on each two one, apiece, I think? Yeah, and I think one for the land speeder. So that's another speed. six. Yeah. So that's 12 um, hunter killers you can throw out there. So what, like on average, or, I well, guess that's... Sorry, like, 12, 12 crack missile shots, essentially, out of one javelin unit. And three three javelins with just... Um, and then you got to figure you can put multi-melters on them, too, and get it 24 inches like right at 24 and shoot a unit. So you could potentially shoot 
um, what, 12, 12 crack missiles and then three multi-meltas. And I think they're like 75 points a piece loaded out that way or close. So you'd only have 225 in that unit, which is what they would have in two Castellacs. Yeah, that's a really good example. And they can outflank too, and there's no penit- there's no penalty from outflanking and then flying other than, directly at them. Other than new augury scanners. Oh, yeah, then the new they, augury scanners. Go, oh, you're those. outflanking. Oh, it used to only work on strike. Da, da, da. Oh, you're dead. Because that's fun. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I think I think you're better off outflanking though versus running right at them, or I guess if you, you just Kins, basically have to stay I mean, out of sight the whole time. Because they typically start their castellacs unless they're running the dark fire cannon ones that sit way back. They're typically starting them right at the front of their deployment. You know what I mean. So if you're going first, you should be able just to move your six inches or whatever, and then fire all your guns because you're a fast vehicle. Yeah. So you could unload all those fucking hunter killers, all that shit. The problem is the return fire because they essentially ignore your jink. Um, with all the fucking cover shit, you're gonna get hammered. You're trading, but points if you're for points, yeah. right? But you're gonna be cheaper than a lot of their monstrous creature style units. Yeah. Um. Phosphex mortars. I know that's not super fucking fluffy or whatever for white scars. I guess if he's using white scars, you wouldn't have that. But they don't like that shit because it's AP3 and wounds on a 3+. plus. I tell you marksman vets, but they got rid of those because, you know, every year at Adepticon, some army with nothing but marksman vets wins. <laughs> Only not. That's what I keep telling them. I'm glad my Forge World letters have made it through. Yeah. I like the land speeder deal, man. That's, I mean, that's pretty decent. That's only one thing. Uh, Cataphract Determinators work extremely well against Mechanicum. They do not have a good counter for them. They just don't. Um, equal, equal points of Cataphracty against any Mechanicum unit will... If, like if you take cataphracty with power fists, equal points to anything mechanicum will almost beat it in combat almost a hundred percent of the time. Outside of like fucking Scoria, because he's ridiculously cheesy and underpointed, even with the fix in the FAQ. Man, I'm running through like every unit in my head right now. Even all the dreadnoughts. Um I mean, well, White Scars don't use Dreadnoughts. Yep, you're right. The Sakaran, um, the Arcus. Yeah. That's got the fucking thing that's instant death to anything with the Cortex, whatever. Oh my gosh. Hold on, let me go look up this obscure fucking rule. The neuron, ner- neural, whatever rockets. I mean, if you're running against dickheads with Vulture X and all that shit, I mean, anything's fair fucking game. I mean, cram any kind of fucking Phosphex or whatever in. Neuroflux Warheads. This weapon yeah. gains instant death special rule when targeting models with a cybernetic cortex special rule. Strength 7, AP 4, Heavy 4, Terminal Tracking, Neuron Flux. Yeah? But they get their... 
They get their three up armor save, but if they fail one, there's Bam. them all. Wiped. That's half the time. I mean, three up. A little bit. Not half the time. Well, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit better than. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, if you sit still with that thing, I think you can ripple fire it, shoot it twice. Yep. Um. That being said, I mean the the standard warhead is strength eight AP two. So you may just consider um, not t- not spending the, a bunch of points 30. on the one rockets and still just taking the Sakaran and just shooting, like, ripple fire in the Strength 8 AP2 rockets. I feel like that's pretty good. I've always had good luck with my Scorpius Whirlwind. Scorpius Whirlwind, because it's Strength 8 AP3. And so if they have their little Castle X unit whatever you can because it's even though it's a small blast you sh- you can typically get two guys like maybe get the edge of one you know when you start flipping templates and rolling hits and whatever yeah so even if you only get you know three to five hits there's they're still wounding on threes and ignoring their armor right. and that thing's only that thing's only 115 points so if over the course of the game you can kill a single monstrous creature with it, you've pretty much gotten your points back. Yeah. I like that Neutron Flux Warhead, man. I've totally not looked at that ever since like since we did the I mean that game. would that would um that pretty much fixes uh Vulture or uh, whatever the Vorax. I mean, they're just fucked. Oh yeah, you shoot those guys because they're AP. It's AP four. AP four, and they're uh, they also have no invulnerable save. So it's just like, oh cool, pick up your models. <laughs> and it's fast, so you just book it out of there. It's only twenty four so, inch range with those uh, neutron flux warheads, though. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. Like I said, it would work because most people either scout or outflank those Vorax. That's why I said I think I would just stick with the standard Warheads on the Sakaran and just rely on the Strength 8 AP2. Very cool. Um, Maybe just consider a unit of dudes with fucking um, just like crack missile launcher guys. Some heavy support dudes just to shoot really far the way you know and then obviously the new augury scanner thing on those guys i don't know hopefully i i don't know i hate all this speculation shit because like i don't you think you know what they're thinking and then they release an faq and get rid of marksman vets but fucking leave d strength magnus and buff Sekmet and fucking don't really do anything to custodes other than nerf the one most obvious fucking thing it's like, so you took this out of the game entirely because it was too cheesy, but then you, like, all this stuff that's, like, levels above it, you basically don't touch or do anything to. I don't. I mean, I don't know what to think at that point, to be honest. I just, I, I'm kind of over the whole speculating thing. <laughs> we'll never know. We will never know. Until it happens. So... So there's that. That's how you but can I, 
fight against Mechanicum. Yeah, I think close combat. I like Cataphract Determinator. The problem is a lot of this shit isn't doesn't really fit the fluff of White Scars. And I could, that's exactly where his problem's coming in, is what it sounds like, is he's trying to probably, like... It's just a shitty matchup, man. Like, it's like... Like, White Scars are really fucking strong, but it's a, just a shitty matchup. Yeah. I mean, if you just get really, really, really entirely fucking tired of it, just fucking switch over to Dark Angels and put goddamn acid rounds on everything that can have an acid round and just kill them in, like, a turn. And then be like, what up now? What up now? You still gonna run that shit? I could see a, a con getting us a Karen and loaded up with those special. Neuron. I don't like those warheads. I, I mean, they're, they're specifically designed for that. If they were still AP three, I would get it. But being only AP four, I think you're better off just using the, the strength aid AP two and just making them fail a bunch of saves. Yeah. I also like the, the mind fuck that it plays, you know, like it's definitely something that they're going to be going for. And they're going to put a yeah. lot of time and effort into killing that Sakaran as you're playing it, you know? Like yeah. If I knew that there was something that was shooting out instant death at me, I'm killing it. And that's probably going to take some heat off of my other boys. But, but the problem is, if they're running like Secutarii and fucking... Haywire City. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like we're telling them to take all these vehicles and they'll just fucking go, yeah, that's dead and that's dead and that's dead. Because Haywire, once again, is totally fair rule. Get rid of Marksman! Leave Haywire and Brotherhood of Psychers alone because we all know that it's it's so much more powerful than those two things. It had to go. <laughs> uh, that suit made you. This is salty. not sarcasm at all. <laughs> this is I, not trying to make you go. Wait, what? He's totally fucking right. That's dumb as fuck. <laughs> I feel like you looked into your soup and it's your noodle spelled out the word veterans and you're like, my boys, the veterans. Well, no, it, it. I don't normally like. Here's the thing, I don't. I never fucking took him that often. But he's asking a specific question. How do you deal with Mechanicum, which is obviously a huge fucking problem because they can spam army wide monstrous creatures. And the first thing that pops in your head would was, well, it'd be fucking nice if we still had those guys that wounded him on a four, but we don't. So <laughs> get stomped. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Buy tanks. That they then fucking kill on turn one with their alpha striking haywire retardedness out of a fucking uh, termite. Oh, God. I forgot about the termite. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Because then you got, yeah. I hope, that, man, if if this dude's having as much trouble as it makes it sound like he, he is, then he's definitely playing against termite secretary right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yep. Christ. Oh. I don't know. You could always just not play them. Just say, hey, fucker, play something that's not Mechanicum. It's not fun. Mm. Take the Sakaran, bubble wrap it in, or put next to it some Cataphracty Terminators. And then when that Secutari termite comes I mean, up, I guess with the new fucking Augury Scanner, it does at least solve that kind of problem, because those guys are only a four-up fucking save. Heavy bolting them to death, or anything them to death, really. Yeah, I mean, even just fucking bolt guns are going to kill a big part of the unit. So, <laughs> just, you could maybe do... Just do the White Scar thing and just, you know, 
castle up. It'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of attack bikes. You could do you could do attack bikes with multi multis, and then take an apothecary and On attach the apothecary to them, and then give the apothecary an augury scanner, so you can intercept oh. with both the combi bolt and the multi melta. And then it's all they're also two wounds. So even though they have a lot of things that are like, you know, minus to your cover or whatever, if you jink, it's not awful because you're still two wound models. This is really good advice. This is great advice, actually. This is like death to Sekitari. This is handling the idea that you're going to get termited. And it's also mitigating the... If they're ter- if they keep termite secutaring you, just like I said, take you could take multi melted ones, but you may. And here's the thing with attack bikes: you, I don't think you have to upgrade every one to the same weapon. I could be wrong, because I've always done it that way. But anyway, you could always just run heavy bolter ones. They're pretty cheap and they're still not bad. Or actually do auto cannon ones because auto cannon ones are high strength, so they'll work well against other things, and they're still AP four for the secutarii. That's that's what you do. Do five of them with auto cannons and combi bolters, and they just fucking stick them back there with an augury scanner, and then you got a forty-eight inch intercept range with fucking. I mean, why not? I mean, if they're gonna abuse the rules, just you fucking do it too. I guess I don't know. I, that's why I don't like all this bullshit because it just is a game of escalation. Like I'm gonna do this, so then I'm gonna do this, and then where's the end of it? The end of it is the forty k tournament scene. That's the end of it. You're staring into oblivion. <laughs> Uh, attack bike. Any attack bike may exchange a heavy bolter for the following. Yeah, so you can mix and match. For five points, you get your auto cannon. Very cool, man. That's badass. And then they can also have melt bombs, and then you can go back to the assault thing. Like I said, I wouldn't assault like a fucking full unit of Castellax with a couple attack bikes, but if you get them whittled down where they have like one left that's wounded, you can jump in there and clamp some melt bombs on him and try to get rid of him. This was great advice, Ryan. This was fantastic advice. I don't know. It is what it is, man. Full circle. We made it. What else you got? Um, That hit all the marks, too. It's fluffy. Long range. Stops a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. And it's just slinging out AP4 like there ain't no tomorrow at ridiculously long range, too. Further than they're going to hit you. Yep. Sekitari are here. Well, they get to meet twin linked bolter and auto cannons. They're gone. So remember uh, Matt and Tilly, the people that wrote in the guy with the little girl that they're playing 30k? Yes. She wanted to change her list to uh white scars and she wanted a white scar centurion list instead of the other one okay rotor and it's only 1500 centurion and we just talked about white scars so let's uh let me see did i put this under tilly or did i put this under matt Uh, right here i put it under tilly so uh, they wanted to use the recon company uh, right or for Centurion using white scars, which I thought was pretty cool. 
So, I think so. this is what I this is what I wrote them. Praetor taking Rider War Legion Recon Company, bolt pistol, Paragon blade, melt bombs, iron halo on a bike. Troops, ten man recon squad. Sergeant has a combi weapon. No other upgrades. So they're just recon marines in power armor uh, with bolter, bolt pistol, combi weapon on the sergeant only. And then another squad identical to that. So two recon squads loaded out that way. And then the third troop's choice is a space marine tactical squad. Uh, No upgrades, just bolter, bolt pistol, but the sergeant does have a power glaive in place of his bolter. Then for elites... I have 10 Space Marine veterans using the new Stalker upgrade. Uh, three of them have combi weapons, two of them have power weapons, and then the entire unit has bombs. and then the Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. So these guys can deal with anything, and then also because they're Stalker, they get to scout, and then when they scout, they get shrouded because of the Recon Company Right of War, which is pretty baller. Um, then for Fast Attack, I got six Outriders. Uh, the sergeant has a power glaive. Two of the normal guys have power weapons, and then the entire unit has melt bombs. Then for the second fast attack, I have three attack bikes. Uh, all three have multi meltas. All three have melt bombs. And then for the third fast attack, I have a l- normal land speeder squadron. Uh, both land speeders have Volkite culverins, and both land speeders have hull mounted heavy bolters. So the idea is the outriders have scout, and when you attach the Praetor, he scouts with them. The Stalker Vets have Scout, and then the Reconnaissance Marines have Scout. So all that stuff scouts, and when all that stuff scouts, it gains Shrouded for the first game turn. Always play Night Fight, too. That way you can get Stealth, too, if you roll for it. Yeah. would be ridiculous. Well, actually, I guess you wouldn't yep. have to, because then if you jinked, you're still getting a ridiculous jink just with Shrouded. Well, that's just with the uh, Outriders. Yeah. But, yeah. So, really, the only thing that's not... Uh, scouting in this army are the attack bikes and the one tactical squad. Everything else is scouting up. Oh, and the land speeders. But uh, the land speeders can deep strike in or whatever if you wanted to. But this is a really solid centurion list. I think it's really fluffy for white scars. And I also built all this. You can do all this out of GW plastic kits. Um, if you want the Outrider models, you obviously have to go to Forge World, but you could always just convert some from plastic scout bikes or yes. plastic space marine bikes. Um, and then obviously the attack bikes are a plastic kit. You just have to do some fucking torso swaps. Um, and the land speeder also same as a plastic kit that you can just do some torso swaps. I think we're going to have some news on the attack bike soon on getting a heresy upgrade kit for it. That's all I'm going to leak right now. Oh my Even goodness. Michael doesn't know about it. Michael's hearing about this for the first time. I just saw the look on his face like, what? What are you saying? What are these words right now? Third party or actually Forge World? Third party. Okay. But how nice would it be? <laughs> how nice would it be to buy an Outrider? You just have one Outrider, right? Then you buy a kit, and it's a heresy-style sidecar with everything that you just slap on that fucking Outrider as an add-on, and you have a 30k attack bike. Yeah, that'd be dope. It's been need to happen, man. So, 
It's that, been overthought. It's been overthought too. Everybody always wants to make some different type of style, the the tricar and stuff like that. But yep, sidecar is not a problem. So anyway, that was the Centurion list I wrote for Tilly. So hope she likes it. I think it's cool. Um, Matt has payment. Sent us some. He sent me some photos of some works in progress of his. His stuff looks really nice, man. He's doing word bearers, and he did like that metallic red that looks real sharp. Yes. And it looks real real good. And then he tried to do it with the white scars. He tried to use like a pearlescent white, and they look like those, the Cadillac Escalades from the fucking 2000s, <laughs> the, the pearl white. He was like, oh my God, these look like a Christmas ornament. I'm not sure I like them. <laughs> That's bad, dude. That's what I'm talking about. So they looked all right. They're different. Um, I I still think the flat light works better. I told him all this, by the way, in an email. Um, so I told him, I'm like, because he just had them white. He didn't have any of the details painted. I'm like, well, don't judge them until you got some of the details painted and that's broke up a little bit. Um, but if you just really absolutely hate it, because I'm not looking at it in person. I'm just looking at the photograph. I'm like, just try it in flat white. See what you do. Like, Certain colors work well in that metallic-y, shiny-looking shit, and some colors, not so much. Yeah, the, the pearlescent white is a very hard color to pull off for anybody. You have to be a pretty prominent rapper to to pull it off. Um, And then we had Aaron wrote in, and he says, I've listened to a lot of episodes on various legions and tactics, which is saying a lot for me as my podcast attention span is very short. Uh, also played Adepticon and various smaller Wisconsin area events. Have you guys done an episode on Solar Auxilla? I have searched, but I have not seen one, and with over 300 hours of podcasts, or, uh, of podcasts out there, I don't think I can get through them all. Thanks, Aaron. I responded to him and I said, no, we have not done one specific to them. We have done a list for them, but that's about it. We do plan on doing a Solar Ox episode in the future after we wrap up the Legion episodes. And he says, thanks for the fast reply. Looking forward to it. Love the cast. Uh, hope to play a game with you, a game with you guys sometimes. Um, it sounds like he's from Wisconsin. That's not that far. So... Maybe swing over to Michigan GT in Michigan later this year if you wanted to. Um, I mean, it's kind of a far drive because you got to drive around the fucking lakes and shit that are up there. It's not like you can just drive right through them. Things are kind of big. But um, if you made it over there, we could play. Or if you come to Adepticon next year, we can definitely play. I'll have my armies with me. If you come to Michigan GT, hit me up before so that I know what to bring because I'll... Uh, if you like, if you bring traders, I'll make sure I bring loyalists or vice versa. And then, if you give me some hints as to what you're playing and what type of an experience you want, I can make sure that I don't bring something that's like a horrible matchup or whatever. So we have fun. This is a dumb question, but you know, is there a like a little trolley or something that goes across Lake Michigan or no? I don't know. I would think they would have. A uh, ferry, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's what this I'm is wondering. a this is a Zach and more specifically a Jeremiah Grote question. He seems to be pretty 
on top of things when it comes to boat things in Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan Ferry. Yes, there is. Milwaukee. Then you can get Milwaukee to then you can Muskegon. Get, yeah. Then you can get hit with a fucking uh, Great rogue Lakes wave. rogue wave. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking go to the rogue wave. <laughs> oh, got me. <laughs> oh, Dang. shit. I'm dead. Nobody knows what happened. It looks expensive, dude. That's a really nice boat. If you just want to go in your vehicle, easy on, easy off vehicle deck, it is one way is $100, round trip is $200. That's a little... $200 round trip, and you get to take your car, right? Yeah. Pull your car up on there? That's not awful. What? I don't know how close Muscawigi or Tigi or whatever the fuck letter Kenny ass town he's landing in in Michigan is let's see Milwaukee to Muskogee 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 Muskabundus Muskabundus I don't know I can't even see it on the little map so no no I was gonna say he could just ferry his way over to to Michigan but you know we also had some questions, I believe, in our Facebook. Let me look through here. By the way, Bowman, my buddy Bowman wrote us in. Want to ask him about a World Eaters list? I'll get to that, Bowman. I haven't. I've been lazy this week. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, yeah. It's directly across uh-huh. from Milwaukee. It's like legit, like directly across. But it doesn't seem like it, say, like it seems like it cuts off one th- or two thirds of the driving. Okay. So we got a question for Matt. Matt says, hey, y'all. Hey, he says, hey, y'all. But I'm going to say, hey, y'all. Make you sound like a hillbilly like us. I'm setting on getting into 30K, but I'm stuck between two choices for a Legion I want to play. On one hand, I really like the Thousand Suns because of the whole Psyker aesthetic. Uh, on the other hand, I really love the way Iron Warriors work and their whole resilience and armored warfare idea. Could you offer some more insight on these legions to help guide me in this decision? Well, we've already done an Iron Warrior episode, so he could listen to that and get our thoughts on that. Scott's a big fan. Um, I mean, Thousand Suns, they look fucking cool. They have some pretty bonkers rules. I feel like you really have to be careful with them without making people mad. Yep. And you, you also have to be aware that regardless of what you take, there's still a preconceived notion out there that when you just say, hey, I'm bringing Thousand Sons, regardless of what's in your list, people are already going to be like, ugh, a little bit. Guy. Yeah. And you can't, you can't apologize your way out of like picking units, even if they are fluffy and make sense and like, like yes, Sekmet are very cool, <laughs> fluff wise, but you know, people are gonna kind of people aren't gonna like you for it. Yeah, I mean, you can. The other thing is, you can always. You don't at least Sekmet now. You can choose which discipline, I guess. So I mean, if you totally avoid fucking biomancy and divination, and maybe go with like. 
I don't know, telepathy or something like that. Yeah. Or pyromancy or something a little more chill. People wouldn't re as much. Uh, and also, you don't have to fucking put a million psychers in a thousand sun army. Like, their little occult bonuses to me rec- represent like very low level latent psychic power, almost like cantrips in D and D. Yep. So just by virtue of having those little cult benefits, I mean that's kind of like what I would consider a level uh, 0.5 psyker that's just like has this passive ability at all times. So I mean that's already kind of built into the legion, even if you don't go wild with psychers. So, like I've said before on the show, if you go thousand suns, just try to keep it under mastery level eight total if you can. I don't have any response to that. I mean, it's just fair. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't sanction Magnus. I just can't. I mean, I don't know how you stay casual with Magnus. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> you, uh, I don't know. I, if there was like a, like, let's say like a, a, a pre, I don't know. Cause you know, like there's a Korax and there's like a, Post post Isvan Korax, like if there was like a a cheaper pointed Magnus, that'd be cool. Like a that's like the a, thing; he shouldn't be cheaper. They only made him four hundred ninety five points because they were like, we well, can't be more points than Horus, so they just arbitrarily gave him a points value when he's really worth like seven hundred and fifty or more points. <laughs> if there was a be real, if there was a sanctioned psyker. Magnus, where he was like rolling around trying to be cool, and he was like 400 points, but he didn't have any of his stupid rules. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be the only way. This is just all fairy tales. Once again, yep. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. So, um, I personally, between the two, I mean, I would go Iron Warriors just because. They're kind of classic Legion. They look cool. They're easy to paint up. There's a lot more choices for them that you can justify as being, like, fluffy. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you could do... I don't know. Either one. I know we're not really helping here. I'd go with Iron Warriors over the two, to be honest with you. Just because... Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's because us, but because we, we like them better, but... And the community. If you go Iron Warriors, please don't do the fucking artillery gunline shit. God damn it, that's been done to death. You can have some in your list. I'm not saying don't take any, but don't just fucking throw away your tape measure, stick models on the board, and roll dice. Everybody fucking hates that. It's boring. Well, that's uh, I like the Iron Warriors strictly because the community for the Iron Warriors is so cool. Yeah, on Facebook. You're right about that. Like a thousand sons guys are kind of like uh, they they argue and bicker because you have two sides of like ideals. You have like the people who are like power gaming thousand sons, and you have the people who aren't power gaming thousand sons, and they're always clashing with each other. other. Yeah, because that one thinks the other one gives them a shitty name. Yeah, yeah. So it's like back yeah. and forth where they're just like always arguing. Whereas like the Iron Warriors community is like. Hey, you know what? Fuck Imperial Fist. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Fuck Imperial Fist, right? Check out my army. And like, they're just like a super cool, like, 
team to be on in the uh, Facebook 30K forums. And, like, I always like seeing Iron Warriors players, like, help other Iron Warriors players. Yeah. You're right. Team team Pertrabo. <laughs> so, anyway, we got that one. Oh, God damn it. I clicked off the wrong thing. Let me go back to our messages. Did you get any Facebook messages that you're aware of? Nope. Oh, he says, just an idea. How about you guys do a section? Oh, so, this is Jacob. He says, how about you guys do a section on airbrushes on which... Which is the best brand to buy uh, to be cost effective? I just upgraded my Badger to a Badger Patriot Extreme, and I like it. Except for the stupid splatter thing. That's dumb. But everything else is pretty awesome. The screw on the bottom? Yeah, it's dumb. Everybody fucking hates that screw. Yeah, I wish... Everyone. Like, I'm about to just snip it, and then just... Like, just put the like the tap in there little screw like just the screw in the threaded end i don't even think you really need to snip it i would just put some fucking loctite green the fucking retaining the cylinder retaining shit for engine blocks and then just screw it into the level you want it and then they're done it'll never fucking move well the level i want it is all the way out (laughs) and like uh so it just kind of oh but you can't take it all the way out because it'll leak fucking leaves a hole Yeah. yeah Well, there you go. Just put some Loctite green on it and then fucking just barely screw it in. Yeah, it's a very weird design. And the problem is, like, the way I airbrush, like, this finger hits it. And it's just like, eh. mm. But I love it, man. It's dope. Comes with that high roller trigger. Man. Yeah. Point zero three. I, I mean, you're talking to us like we both have Badgers, and that's kind of what we started with. I used a Grex in... Uh, a Cat and Caleb class, and I like the Grex just fine. It was very similar to a 105. I don't remember which model it is. It's their baseline model that doesn't have the trigger underneath. It's like their baseline model with the standard airbrush control where it's on top. Yep. And it, it worked great. I had no complaints. Uh, it didn't plug all class. I used Caleb's cleaning method and fucking went through a whole class, and I think I had to like take the little tip off the end and clean the thing one time. Like It barely plugged up one time. In a like a four hour class. Yeah, I uh, I've used um, the uh, the 1999 airbrushes. I really like. I think now I could probably get away with them because I I learned how to clean. Yeah. Before I think the only reason that stopped me from using those was not a problem with the airbrush itself. It was a problem with me not cleaning it properly. That I would venture it. Say that you know I could probably pick up, but you know what? I'll do that. I'll order one right now. Let me just type in airbrush on eBay, and I will order a twenty dollars airbrush and see how good I do with it. Worst comes to worst, I have something to spray my base coats on with. Airbrush filter closest first. Okay. Um. Oh God, a posh. Get out of here, posh. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, like I said, Scott, I think Scott has a Grex too, and he really likes it. So, I mean, just with the ones we're experienced with, if you just want a cheap beginner one, I would say a Patriot 105 or whatever that entry level Grex is. 
just because that's what we're familiar with. And we, but we know that those are good airbrushes from our experience. And top feed double action, not the side feed siphon or anything like that? or Yeah, yeah, top feed double action. And if you get the 105, um, I really, I'm with Michael. I think that fucking high roller trigger is awesome. I put I put them in. I put one in and used it once, and was like to me it made a big difference. For me it did, and now I put it on all my airbrushes. And it, Chris Duncan came to borrow. He used it one day, and he goes, "You changed this." And I said, "Yeah, I put this trigger on there." And he he really liked it, and he's not been airbrushing very much, so he really really liked it as well. Change your change your change your life. Uh, dual action gravity feed point zero three nozzle airbrush for modeling arts and nails. Here we go, twenty two dollars. Oh yeah, this thing looks cheap. Ordered. We will let you know. <laughs> okay. So this next thing, Andrew Hollis, powerful Andrew from he does the tagged tags with thirty k tagged events. Yeah. Tagged events. He also did the like. Space Marine objective guys, the naked naked Marines, as Michael calls them, that look pretty cool. Naked man. I got a pack of them off his Kickstarter. Uh, he says, hey guys, wondering whether or not you would be able to give this event a bit of a mention in an upcoming episode. It is a hobby camp based in Australia, but I know you guys have a large Aussie following. Please let me know if I can do anything to help or you have any questions. And I said, yeah, for sure we can. So did you want to post this up, Michael, on our Facebook or whatever? Yeah, I'll put it's it under the intro. for sure. Okay. So it's the Scala uh, Progenum, which is in 40K lore. That's like the government schooling system that trains like commissars and Tempesta Scions and shit like that. Um, so they just use that name, which is pretty cool. And it is in Australia. And it is Friday... June 14th through June 17th in 2019. So you guys got a little less than a year. So don't wait. If you want to go, fucking buy your ticket. These event organizers do not want to wait around to the last minute. (laughs) Please support them and buy your ticket early so they can plan shit. Trust me. It's annoying when people wait. (laughs) Ooh, it's the truth. (laughs) Um, we also had uh, the Nova Ova, the Nova Open charity auction stuff is still going on where you can buy the raffle tickets. Um, they've already passed where they were at last year in sales, so they're it's going really good. But they obviously still want to go as good, you know, want them to go as good as they are. Um, the current leaders are a 40k army. Is the current leader so? Let's like not have that happen. Let's all you 30k guys go buy fucking tickets for the 30k armies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's even a warlord in there. I don't know if that matters. Yep. I don't think if that counts towards 30k or 40k. Might be its own Yeah, thing. I didn't mention it. So the two leaders are the Ultramarine and the Warlord Titan. Okay. Um but uh he's this is from Dave. Uh he says I'd like to get your teams to focus on promoing the individual models. Um so Please also feel free to mention the sponsors, KR Multicase, Secret Weapon Miniatures, and TNT Laser Works. So those are the sponsors of that. Oh, because I think because uh, they were on, he was on Eye of Horus. If you guys want to know a whole bunch about these auctions, go listen to the Eye of Horus episode with Dave Taylor on it. It's only like an hour and a half long. It's a great episode. 
Dave's a cool dude. Um, and it's a good, fun interview, and he talks about all these auctions. But, like, KR Multicase donated a case for every fucking army that they're giving away. So if you get if you win one of the armies, you get it packed in KR foam. KR, man, coming up. Coming up in the old game um, here. That's what Scott uses, and he really likes it. That's what Chris Pretty I'm uses, a battle phone guy. Yeah, I'm a battle phone guy, but KR does. I mean, it makes a good product. They're slight, you know, they're... They're very similar in the way they do cutouts. The KR foam is like a lot softer. Yes. And then the case is hard. And then battle foam has more like the cloth. It's still a hard case, but it's like semi, semi hard. Rigid. Rigid Flat, case. Rigid, whatever you want to call it. But the foam is Thicker. more rigid. Tougher. Um, and then obviously secret weapon miniatures is cool. We love those guys. We love Mr. Justin. I don't know who TNT laser works is. It sounds like a, uh, MDF company, I'm guessing. Yeah. Unless they unless they do like laser light shows for Steel Panther or something, but I'm not sure why they would be a sponsor if they were. But I'm gonna pretend that they are in my head because that sounds more fun. Yeah, and that hobby camp is gonna get a lot cooler. So yeah, it's gonna be tight. So anyway, uh, definitely go check out those Nova auctions. Um, can you put the link for that in our show notes as well? Of course I can. So, is yes, there any I other shout-outs that we have? Yeah, the I know Toys we got for Tots, Toys man. Tots. Yeah. So, as of right now, the Toys for Tots Night Lords army is up. Uh, that's going to be put on by Powerful Jamie. And, of course, you know, he's it's the, uh, it's the Toys for Tots auction for a fully painted Night Lord army. Uh, let me go ahead and see if I can, I was watching it a second ago. If you actually go to our Facebook page, you'll see on uh ready for us found, we actually posted up the link for it. It's a beautifully, beautifully painted night Lord army. Do you know who painted this one, Ryan? I think Seth in our patron group. Powerful Seth. Seth Staley, I think. So, New home, same charitable auction. Radio First Fan Podcast is a new home for the Toys for Charity auctions previously on 40K Radio. As in the past, 100% of the auction proceeds will be sent to the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots charity. This charity is highly respected and has four out of four star rating from Charity Navigator. It helps underprivileged children with gifts for the holiday season. This is the seventh of several 30K auctions with more to come. Death Guard are on the way, Sons of Horse are on the way, 30K Blood Angels, a Warhound Titan. Uh, we're actually going to do a raffle for the Warhound Titan here pretty soon, so keep an eye for that on our Facebook page. Uh, it's a 3,000-point army uh, with minimal war gear added, so you can upgrade a lot of the stuff, and you're going to blow past that 3,000 points. Uh, it's well-painted and ready to play right out the box. Uh, so just out of the gate, it comes with a uh, Cataphracty, Primus Medicae. It comes with Sevatar, an Apothecary with a Jump Pack, uh, Cataphracty Terminators. It's got 10 of them. It's got... A lead ten man Legion Assault Squad. It's got a veteran tactical squad with combi plasmas. Uh, they're also in a Mark One C Demos Rhino with a forgeable Dozer Blade and combi bolter. Uh, it's got that times two. Actually, the second unit has combi flamers, and the third unit has combi meltas. But they're all riding in the uh, Demos pattern Rhino. Uh, it's also got a heavy support squad. Nine of them have a uh, heavy support missile launcher. They have uh, heavy missile. They have missile launchers, and uh, they also have a fast attack choice of a scimitar pattern jet bike squadrons. And so all of this stuff, uh, a lot of it has 
uh, 3D printed shoulder pads from Pop Goes the Monkey. Uh, a lot of them have Forge World upgrades. Uh, there's a ton, a ton of different little upgrades inside this army. And of course, it's all pre-painted, expertly painted. This Conrad Kurz looks fantastic, who, by the way, comes in the kit as well. Uh, some dead salamanders on the bases. It's going to be a good time. They all look good. Those pop goes the monkey Ford. Those pop goes the monkey shoulder pads on those cataphracti look great. They got those white helmets. Love it. So, so yeah. Tours for tots auctions. All the proceeds go to the U.S. Marine Corps Tours for tots. So, you buying toys for kids, underprivileged kids, with your purchase. Yep. Can't go wrong. Direct transfer. Cannot go wrong. That's all the ones I can find. If you ask us a question on Facebook or email or whatever, and we haven't went over it yet, and you're not Bowman, I, Bowman, I have your world leader list. We'll do it next episode. Um, <laughs> send us a reminder because we've been busy with uh, with Gen Con and uh, Heresy Camp and the the way we've tried. And then Michael had some personal stuff where he missed an episode. And there's just been all kinds of shit going on where we've had to record at weird times, record when I didn't have my stuff. Um, I've been work. I worked like five weekends in a row at work. I'm finally back to normal now um, on all that. So it may have just got lost in the shuffle uh, through all the recording. So if you sent in something, it didn't get answered. I've not replied, didn't whatever. I, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not blowing anyone off. It's literally just gotten missed in the shuffle. Uh, resend it, give me a friendly reminder, and we'll make sure we get you taken care of. Yeah, guys. Just pop us a little message. We'll get to you. And I'm going through and deleting all these ones that we went over because I had, like, months of fucking emails, and then they get mixed in, and that's another reason why. Just because I'm so lazy, I can't go through an email and then hit delete. That's fair. We plan on jumping back on the Legion episodes, guys, next week. Uh, hopefully we can start ramping those back up and start getting those knocked out. I think at one point, you know, we, we've got probably three or four more episodes before we hit into Heresy Camp, which will postpone a little bit of things there. Probably you get to record with AJ in person and stuff like that, so that'll be fun. Uh, but I think we're going to start jumping back on these Legion episodes and get them finished out. I think we have eight more. No, seven more. Seven more to go. What, Legions? Yeah. Or is that is that including Solar Ox and Militia and Mechanicum and all that? No, no, not including all those. Just straight legions. So more, a lot, a bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> Ten more weeks of maybe we just need to boys. do one every week. That's what we've been doing on our fucking Dark Age podcast. Just no holds bar, just a faction every week. Bam, bam. If that's until what we, you guys want to we see, off, let us know. Till we went off the rails, uh, the last episode, and it just turned into this show with different people. <laughs> and yeah there you go I think you mentioned that at the beginning of the show as well that y'all went off the yeah. rails so that's all we got for this week guys uh, if you want to send us an email once again Michael at Warmer30k.com Ryan at Warmer30k.com Scott at Warmer30k.com or Derek at Warmer30k.com uh, if you guys want to leave us a voicemail you can call in 209-RFI-30K-0 leave a voicemail we'll play it on air for you guys and then as well, if it's going to be international toll rates for you, you can just send me an email with the MP4, and I'll play it live on the air for you guys. 
that also works out very well for event shout outs if you want to uh, include all your information and make sure it gets out there in there immediately because our voicemails get played real quick. Uh, so that being said, go check out that Toys for Todd auction, guys, and uh, we'll go ahead and kick off to some music. Later, boys. Bye. Nothing amazing happens here. Everything is ordinary. It's just something I always do. It's ordinary. It's ordinary.